injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Rise and shine! Googan, it's go time on a Tuesday morning. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Up and at them. Another chilly morning out there. I need to start today's show with an apology. I apologize to you, VT. Oh. I apologize. Let me let me tell you why. I was, I was salty yesterday morning. Nobody need listen to me. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that mood walking in the morning. I was salty yesterday. I don't know if it was just a conclusion of the NFL season. I don't know what it was, so I beg forgiveness for my salty mood yesterday. Not on air so much, but before we even got started. How about that? You're forgiven. Thank you. I think. You know, because for the most part, despite some in-season rabid PPOs, processor passion observations, rants, whatever you want to call them. I think that belies my more natural temperament. Those are ratcheted up for theatrical <laughs> purposes, I would say, for the most part. But despite the, the sometime opinion that I must walk around tied up in knots, that's not true. But, um, yeah, salty mood yesterday, perhaps coming to grips with the fact that the magical run has ended and now we just have to sit and wait and build and hope that it's just a sign of even bigger things to come. Doug Peterson had his wrap-up press conference yesterday. Going to let you hear from the Jaguars head coach. Uh, Look, <laughs> there's there's a disconnect in every NFL market on what the coach says he wants and what the general manager's plan is. It's often what leads to some confrontation um, that that occur around the league. Trent Baalke has some experience with that, right, with Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. But to hear Doug Peterson yesterday, these free agents-to-be are very much wanted by the Jaguars head coach, two in particular, Jawan Taylor and Evan Ingram. And and the more that you resonate on the Jaguar situation, every effort to re-sign Jawan Taylor perhaps would be effort well spent, but I just think that there's going to be a reality on the free agent market that Jawan Taylor gets an offer that the Jaguars just feasibly, financially, aren't going to be able to match. Right? There's there's only so much money you're going to be able to spend. You're already a team who has some salary cap issues. After all those years of of, of having so much cap room, they spent they spent it to the max last offseason. Look, they got immediate dividends. Can't complain about the improvement that came from, from paying Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and Foye Lewican and Darius Williams and uh, even a few others. But they're not in that situation anymore. And if somebody comes knocking with a you know a top ten financial package when it comes to offensive tackles for Jawan Taylor, he you know, don't. Yeah, and look, I, I don't. I, I'm not sitting here telling you Jawan Taylor is a top ten offensive tackle, but we know how this game works, right? Next guy, Christian Kirk wasn't a top ten receiver when the Jaguars paid him like one either. It's what happens in free agency. There's going to be a team out there desperate enough, and the Jaguars' desperation level is not going to match because they have a. A drafted, um, look, it's not the best morning to make the Walker little argument. He didn't have his best game against the Chiefs, but he certainly played very well when forced into action this year. And obviously the contract that they paid Cam last year makes him the left tackle moving forward. So as much as we'd all like to keep Jawan Taylor and what a valuable piece he would be, I don't think you just do any and everything you can to retain Jawan Taylor 
because of those reasons we just mentioned. But back to the original point, you know, the the the, the vision of the front office within the salary cap and the framework doesn't always match the hopes of, of a coach in the personnel that he would like to retain. But I will let you hear from Doug Peterson this hour. We talk about this. As, as I really sit and resonate on, on where we are, the, to me, moving into this offseason, again, there's no free agent you know, money fairy going to drop a load of cash the Jags are suddenly going to be able to utilize in free agency. As much as they need pass rush help, more on that in a second, they're not going to be able to get out in the market of those difference-making pass rushers. They're going to continue to have to roll the dice on guys like Arden Key, who, while they can help, they certainly didn't solve the issues that we have when it comes to getting to the passer. What was is it, 36 times? That's all we got all year? Down near the bottom? Here's why that is even more distressing. I was thinking about this driving in. I'm a great thinker. Um... The Jaguars in the last five drafts, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. In the last five drafts, the Jaguars have drafted four defensive linemen in round one. Four first-round defensive linemen in the last five drafts. Those four first-round draft picks on the defensive line combined to give the team eight sacks this year. You do the math. That is what is holding this team back from joining the ranks of the elite. They're in the ranks of very good with a perhaps elite quarterback. They have to get better on the defensive line. They've got to get to the quarterback. I would go so far as to suggest with all of the big names, future Hall of Famers, the Kelseys and Mahomes and Andy Reeds, that if the Jaguars could have traded their defensive line for the Chargers, I mean, for the Chiefs' defensive line, the outcome would have been reversed the other day. The Jaguars would have won the game. Got to find a way to get impact pass rushers on this roster. We have a devil of a time doing it. Jaguars have been in the league for, what, 28 years now? How many double-digit pass how many double-digit sack seasons do we have as a franchise? In 28 years, how many? There are teams around the NFL that this year have two guys in double figures in sacks. How many double-figure sack seasons by a Jaguar player have there been? There have been a handful. Is it less than 10? It might be. It might be less than 10 individual double-digit sack seasons in all these years. E.T., you want to put your research cap on for me? Yep. Yes, search, yeah, Jaguars, you know, single-season sack leaders in history. How many guys, how many How many seasons have we had with a double-digit sacker? Certainly Calais. You know, there, there have been others. You go back in the day, certainly Bracken's had, had more than one. He may even had like a... You know, one of those other free agent additions in the late 90s may have gotten there. There have been guys, you know, we've got plenty of sevens and eights, seven and a half. So those are all over the board. Well, buddy, there are some common denominators to success, especially in becoming a dominant team 
uh, in the NFL, and, and one of those is getting to the quarterback. It's one thing to not get to the quarterback. It's another to invest as much priority resources in just that endeavor and have nothing to show for it. Now, look, one of those guys is Taven Bryan. Wasn't even on the roster this year. You know, we probably were never going to expect him to be, you know, some sack happy player. But the other three, don't kid yourself. Chase on Allen, Walker. They can tell you Walker's not going to be defined by sacks. You drafted him number one overall. The hell he's not. Maybe not by whoever's saying it, but by the rest of us, he is. 49ers, are they in the Final Four? I believe they are. Nick Bosa led the NFL with 18 and a half sacks. That's, that's half of, more than half of the Jaguars team total, by the way. Hassan Reddick plays for the Eagles. Are they in the Final Four? I believe they are. Second in the NFL in sacks, 16. Chris Jones plays for the Chiefs. Are they in the Final Four? believe they are fourth in the NFL 15 and a half sacks well there you go certainly Mahomes and 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 Hurts in particular help but that's four first round draft picks three pass rushers and they got 12 sacks combined this year (laughs) I got some numbers here okay what do we got let me take a let, let, yeah, which, it's I, a good pop quiz. Yeah, it is a good pop quiz, isn't it? I, I I will fail at this because there's going to be some that I, you know, that I forget as we. Um, all right, I'm gonna. So I'm, I'll tell you that number is I, nine times. See, isn't that just terribly weak? <laughs> Not counting a couple people did it twice. Right, so only seven different players have had double digit sacks for the Jags. Calais did it twice. Uh huh. Brackens did it twice. Right. Okay. And so there are five other guys. They got double-digit sacks. Kevin Hardy do it one year? Kevin Hardy did it once. So now we got four guys that had double-digit sacks? Uh-huh. Um, gosh, did Josh Allen not get 10-and-a-half his rookie year? Josh Allen is correct. Yeah. 10-and-a-half, is that the number? 10-and-a-half. Rookie year? Rookie year, 2019. Yeah. So what have I got left? Three left? One, two, or just. Three left. All right. Um, you know. One of them is kind of a no-brainer. One of them is, yeah. yeah. There's somebody I'm just, just I, I haven't filtered through them yet. What, uh, is is one a name that, like, nobody would get? Like, one in a hundred would get or no? Yeah, one. Yeah, one Bobby McCray? Bobby McCray's on there, and that's not the one I'm talking about. He's on there. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know Bobby McCray from being a Gator, but I, I think in, in Jaguar lore, it's hard to recall him. It, uh, all right, I'm going to – There's two more. One yeah. of them is a no-brainer. Smingy? No. No, it's not him. Okay. Um, uh, did Clyde Simmons get to 10? Uh-uh. Um, yeah, the no-brainer. The no-brainer. Was it off the 17 team, I bet? Yep. Yeah. Um. Who am I forgetting on that team? Oh, uh, Yannick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. easy. Did no, he have more than one or just one? Just one. He had 12. So I'm missing one guy now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and in fairness, I've, I've swung a miss at a couple. Um, did Gary Walker do it? Gary Walker. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yep. I did all right. <laughs> Walker just got just 10 and a half. Right at 10. Right at 10, yeah. But the bigger point here is this. Even with Trevor. Even with... Doug Peterson, even with arrow pointing straight up, we we gotta 
We got to get a dog, man. We need our guy that's going to go get you somewhere between. I mean, a hundred-year-old J.J. Watt had twelve and a half this year and retired. Yeah, it's wild, man. Right. And 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 to my point, um, the Eagles. <laughs> we have nine seasons, seven guys in Jaguars franchise history have gotten to double-digit sacks. The Eagles had three this year. My man's chuckling in there. The Eagles had three this year. Four first-rounders on the D-line in, in the last five drafts. They combined to get us 12 this year. There were 11 players in the NFL who got 12 or more this year. Got to get better there. Guy, it's, it's, it's like the number one. We have we have not hit home runs on those D, on that D line. That's almost a franchise history long running issue. Going back to Bryce Pop and expecting him to be that guy he never was. So, man, priority one if you ask me. And look, I would suggest this with the Chiefs D line. I don't think our corners are so bad. I, I know corners viewed as this huge need. I, I agree there could be some upgrades. I, I think Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams are more than. Okay, if you got a pass rush, it's getting after it. All right, so you'll hear from Doug Peterson. I thought we'd talk this morning a little bit about not maybe what the Super Bowl matchup you expect will play out, but which one would you like to see the most? So you got what? You've got these four different matchup possibilities emerging from the conference championship games. You can have the Eagles against either the Chiefs or the Bengals, or you could have the 49ers against either the Chiefs or the Bengals. Which of those four would appeal to you the most? A spoiler alert, mine's super easy. I can fall into the, you know, I'll bite that hook of the backstory to this one. But for me, it would be Reed and the Chiefs facing his old team and the Eagles. I mean, to me, that that's the juiciest one to me. But you can make an argument for just about all four matchups. So, uh, what y'all think about that out there in in the listener land? One great thing about the Jaguars' deeper run is it gets us further into our annual sports calendar. Right? We're not we don't have as much a uh, dead time built in, and and part of that is, man, the players is going to be here before we know it. Et when we're we're less we're less than two months away now from the players' championship. And our little uh, summer uh, summer long swing through the PGA Tour begins in earnest with brunch with the tour today. So Stuart Moore is back for another award winning season. Well, among things, we'll 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 always look back at the week that was. We'll look ahead to the coming week, and the most important part of that will be our golf picks, which I believe last year was won by Et. And I'm still waiting on my award. Noted golf historian Stewie Moore. If you're out there, man, I mean, don't be a welcher. Let's go. <laughs> Et with the deal was last year that the winner got something. I mean, what are we doing? Like a driver or something. I, I believe driver did come up at one point. <laughs> now that you mention it, so anyway, brunch with the tour starts today. We'll uh, we'll try and make gun as, uh, golf as fun for you as as possible as we get going with that. All right, uh, when we come back on the other side. I'll let you hear from Peterson. Plus, these these quarterback matchups are interesting in their own different way as we find out which of the four teams will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Burrow Mahomes, on a grand scale, there could be a, there could, there could be a major impact of that matchup. 
And when it comes to Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, it's more of a historic perspective on the, these two cats. I'll explain when we come back on the other side. You're locked and loaded on the drill. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Thanks to everyone for being along. 641-1010-10109. That's the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Also the hotline in the studio there where ET will always greet you. Um, but we ask you to be courteous this morning, right? Kind and courteous. Not not, not a whole lot of rules, but those, those are just a couple. Say so good morning. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Keep it where you got it. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Back on the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Start with the Daily's Double Take. My bad. Shame on me. How can I shortchange the Eagles yet another double-digit sacker this year? They did have 75 now through the first round of the playoffs. Four Philadelphia Eagles, my bad, had double-digit sack seasons. Josh Sweat had 11. Javon Hargrave had 11. Brandon Graham had 11. Hassan Reddick had 16. I say this. The spotlight that the Jaguars in 28 years have had seven players reach double-digit sacks. They don't even have double-digit occurrences of double-digit sacks. It's only happened nine times in franchise history. So just that's another spotlight to uh, the Jaguars' improvement that they're going to need to show um, as hopefully they develop into a team that we can expect to see on this the final a weekend of the conference season, and ultimately the final weekend of the NFL season. Oh, to go to a Super Bowl. Oh, it would make all the days of wandering barefoot through the wilderness worth it if we can just jag up and head right to the bowl. What are the future Super Bowl sites, E.T.? Let's do a little planning. Pull those up for me in there. I know this year they are in Glendale, Arizona. Unfortunately, Hick and I will not be making a return, a prestigious return, to the Camelback Resort out there in the Phoenix area. Uh, last time we were there, what? Probably Florida, Ohio State in the national championship game. I think next year's Super Bowl is in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Not positive on that, but if you search future Super Bowl sites, pretty sure we go from Glendale, Arizona to Vegas. Are That's the ja- correct. Are the Jags ready to be a Super Bowl team next year? And I think we're probably more realistically shooting to reach the Super Bowl and win it in two years. That's where I put the timeline. Think about that in the context of where we've been, uh, I would say of late, but really of totality, just about. Um, And the following year is New Orleans. All right, New Orleans sounds like a a fine Mardi Gras, Southern Roots party for our Jacksonville Jaguars. Little I-10 caravan, baby. Got to get better rushing the passer. That's part of the point here. But uh, anywho, you'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up in, in just a second. Before we get to more, uh, but but I that was the Daily's double take on the Eagles. Four, man. Four in double digits this year alone. Uh, the Jags, to a stat pointed out earlier uh, this morning, from the four first-round defensive linemen they've drafted in the last five drafts, those four players combined to produce 12 sacks for the Jaguars this year. One of them not even on the team anymore in Dave and Brian. All right, uh, get back to football. I want to talk about these quarterback matchups a little bit. But there's some baseball news in Bravesland. has nothing to do with player personnel. Chip Carey, the play-by-play voice for, gosh, it's been a while now, probably nine years, nine, ten years. Uh, Chip Carey is leaving to join the Cardinals. If you're a longtime uh, Guggen, especially if you're a Braves fan and your ears perk up when we're talking Braves baseball because you know I am your guide, your guru, your sage when it comes to Braves baseball, I'm not a big Chip Carey fan. 
Never really enjoyed him that much. Never really felt like, I just, yeah. And he lives in St. Augustine. We went down that wormhole one uh, day on the show many years ago. We'll wish him well. Going off to St. Louis, uh, no announcement on who the replacement might be in Atlanta, but uh, a familiar voice, and certainly the Carey name is big in Braves history because his father, Skip Carey, was for decades uh, the Braves play-by-play guy and felt like a Braves guy. Um, Chip Carey never did. And Chip Carey has been the voice of the Cubs. He's been the voice of the Orlando Magic. He, But he's just more of a broad. He doesn't feel like Braves authentic to me. Never embraced him. He's a dog, too. He'd always like, cut on the Gators. That made it hard as a Braves fan. Like, let's keep that out of there, man. We don't need to cross-pollinate these fan bases. As Braves fans, we unite. But Georgia fan, Florida fan, you know, FSU, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Alabama, it doesn't matter. We're all Braves fans. We don't need to bring that into it. Son of a so-and-so. If you're listening down in St. Aug this morning, Chip, Chip. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know if we've given this much thought. I don't know if it, if it matters because even if the, the, the situation that I'm about to present happens, even if it happens, I don't think it lessens the, the ceiling capability of, of the other guy. So this is kind of all relative. But, but E.T., I'd ask you this question. If Joe Burrow and the Bengals go into Kansas City and win again for the second straight year in the AFC Championship game and go to the Super Bowl, is there an argument that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL and not Patrick Mahomes? Oh, man, that is an argument for sure. I mean, is that an argument? You look at their stats this year, they're not as different as you would think. Now, Mahomes did lead the league in passing, the only 5,000-yard passer, and he had a full 650, I'm sorry, 750 more yards passing than Joe Burrow. I mean, that's a significant amount, right? I mean, that's 40, 50 yards a game. Um. But touchdowns for Burrow, 35. Interceptions, 12. For Mahomes, it was 41 and 12. Uh, Mahomes, the highest rated passer at 105.2, but Joe Burrow, 100.8. And then there's this little fact that in the last 14 months, Joe Burrow has beaten Mahomes and the Chiefs three times. He's 3-0. and If he beats him again, he'll, his playoff record improves to what? 6-1 and now? Right, he went three and one last year. Be four and one, five. Well, he'd be six and one if he beats Mahomes this this week. There's this: the quarterback doesn't play the quarterback. That's always the comeback right. argument uh-huh. to that. Okay, well that is true, but each of these quarterbacks is playing against a very good team who has a really good quarterback. So yeah, it is a little bit the quarterback beating the quarterback. It is. They both play. For they're play, they're both playing against really good teams who have a quarterback that's just as good as they are. So I I would suggest that yeah I do think there's something to head to head quarterback matchups. Certainly coaching and game plan those all come into play. Brady Manning was this argument. Montana Marino we've had this argument throughout history. I believe that argument really flares up at least within the opinion circuit. If if Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes for the fourth time in in like literally 13, 14 months, beat him late season last year, beat him in the AFC Championship game, beat him earlier this year. That game was 27-24, by the way. I, this isn't a prediction 
that the Bengals win and Joe Burrow is coronated. And Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl title that Joe Burrow would still have to get. But I, I, I think the mantle, the title of, quote, the NFL's best quarterback, it, it, it's not in cement. That's not locked down by Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow and the Bengals will, will help decide that narrative over the next five, ten years. And I just wonder if, well, I know for sure that that will be a hot topic, that that question itself, when you turn it on your, you know, when we get to our wash and rinse cycle next Monday following the championship games, if Burrow emerges with yet another win, a second straight AFC championship game on the road, yeah, I promise you that that's what they'll be kicking around, right? That's what we'll be churning up. All right, so uh, that's that's one of the quarterback matchups this week. Um, the other, if you're a Big 12 fan, you might remember, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts have played before. It just came back in 2019 in what turned out to be an epic Big 12 showdown. The San Francisco 49ers could not play a brand of offensive football further removed from the Big 12 than they do. You could argue that the Eagles still implement some of that that style. But they Iowa State and and Brock Purdy took on Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma back in the twenty nineteen season. Hurts and Oklahoma had just dropped their first game of the year. Late October on the road. Iowa State was up next. Number nine, Oklahoma favored by 14. Sooners jumped out 35-14 at the half. Hurts, this sounds like an NFL game for this dude, scored five touchdowns in the first half. Um, and then, then things changed mightily. The two exchanged touchdowns in the third. And then Purdy and the cycle. Mr. Irrelevant, What? Scored three straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They got it within a point. Instead of going for the extra point in a tie, there was like 20 seconds left. Iowa State went for the win. Purdy was picked off. Oklahoma won the game 42-41. So you got two quarterbacks that are at the very least familiar with each other when they face off um, uh, this week. All right, it's cold, harsh reality in the NFL. Doug Peterson talked about it yesterday. Um, There is no next week now. Uh, the postseason gets here. It's a win or go home. The Jags went home. It's hard to measure what success is, right? There are certain teams. The Buffalo Bills would be one. It was Super Bowl or bust, man. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it's not a successful season. That's not where this football team is right now. Doesn't lessen the impo- uh, you know the disappointment of really feeling like you 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 could have beat Kansas City, right? There, there, there's disappointment that you feel like you. We're a good enough team this year to go even further than you did, but here is Doug Peterson just asked about the framework of, of a season's success if it, if it doesn't include winning at all. I think for us this season, I think there is a sense of accomplishment for you know, everything this team has gone through over the last year and a half to go from you know, one of the worst teams record-wise a year ago to winning a playoff game this year. There is a sense of accomplishment, you know, and it's just a credit to these guys you know, to have the – it all starts in the off season, and it starts with the amount of people that we had and the players that we had here in the off season to build the foundation to you know start there, and then to just keep building upon that. You know, it wasn't a pretty season by any means. I mean, we had we had that stretch in there it was pretty rough on us, but every 
guy in there right now, they all had a belief that we could we could accomplish our goals, you know, and they never wavered from that. And it's a credit to them to kind of stick into it. You know, it is something to to really build upon, you know, with the accomplishments that we uh, we did this year. Hey, man, you get reciprocal value from that too. Now, that doesn't go away. That that infuse some of that DNA that you're never out of anything, a game, a season, a quarter, however you want to, however you want to frame it. Uh, that being said, success noted. Now the goals change, right? We're not going to go into next year uh, thinking that they can't at least be a Super Bowl team. How do you manage that? We're close. I think. I think. I think the leadership's right. I think you know the the core guys that we have are, are right. You know. Um, Listen, it just it just boils down to just continuing to work hard, you know, just just trusting in each other. There's there's consistency with the staff, there's consistency with the players. I mean, you know, you look at some of these teams now that are still, you know, still playing and that's what they've had. You know, Cincinnati right now, they they struggled early on, but these last couple of years, they've you know, they've turned that corner. Kansas City is the same way. You look at the Eagles, you look at the Niners. I mean, these are teams that have have been established for a while, and these players have been around each other, and that's what it takes. It takes that continuity and consistency, and you know we're just we're just kind of at the beginning beginning phase of that. Look, Doug Peterson saw what we did this year. He commented on much of that. Uh, he he knows the weapon that Evan Ingram became for this football team. He said Ingram had a joy in his eyes when he met with him. Uh, Ingram would like to be here in Jacksonville. I, there there probably is perhaps a meeting point financially within the salary cap that he returns. He, look, Peterson would really like to keep Juwan Taylor and keep the O-line together. He thinks it's important that they do that. But as I mentioned earlier, that that's fine in theory. Somebody's going to come knocking on Juwan Taylor's door in free agency with a massive amount of cash. I just don't think the Jags with, within the, the salary cap setup are going to be able to match. We'll see. Um, obviously impressed with what Luke Fortner did. I think Fortner played every single snap this year. He's like one of like 20 yeah, guys yeah. that played every single snap. In a rookie season on Devin Lloyd's up and down season, you know, very quietly did did we not see Devin Lloyd finish a little bit better than that he midseason did. lull? He was taking a little beating for a little bit, but he, I right, think he, he did. He bounced he back. Started fast, defensive player of the month, yep. rookie of the defensive player of the month, and then really struggled, lost a starting job, and you know they went back to him at the end of the year, and I, I thought he 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 started to to show a little bit of a turnaround. Um. Can't send Calvin Ridley a playbook. He's got to get reinstated into the NFL. Coach Peterson was asked about that. He saw all the, the drop balls, especially. We had drops the other day that hurt us. Christian Kirk had a couple. Zay Jones has had games where he had multiple. I, I don't know how you work on that. It seemed to work for Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram came to town with the, with the, you know, with the knock on being a guy who dropped. Right, he had the drops. Yeah, New York fans were like, "Oh, y'all can have him." Yeah, he's, he drops balls all the he, time, he, and he dropped balls this year. Everyone did, but that that didn't define him. He didn't have a ton of drops, right? And so he improved. Perhaps um, that that's something. And 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 by the way, Christian Kirk has never been plagued by drops. In fact, we had that stat last off season where he'd go catch balls that shouldn't be caught. So we'll see if some off season work can really improve that. He's seen enough of Darius Williams on the outside. He's going to keep him there. So you're you're starting corners. Despite what we feel the need is and how it may work out in the draft in particular, you know, your starting corners outside are going to be Darius Williams and Tyson Campbell. I'm just about guarantee you that. All right, so on to just a couple of like finalities to this year. Uh, Et final cut cut seventeen. You got a good team; they want a playoff game, and you got a young team. What do those two combined mean to you, Coach Doug Peterson? It does, you know. But there's there's some factors that. 
that go into that, you know, and, and um, you know, injuries and all that play a big part in our, our success, you know, throughout the, the year. But, yeah, I mean, you feel like your window of opportunities now strike while the iron's hot, so to speak, and, and uh, we've, got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to take advantage of that with the guys we have, you know, with the free agent process, obviously the draft process coming up, and just we've got to hit on all those benchmarks and, and uh, you know, continue to improve the team. All right, the, the question that he was asked is, does having a young team like this make you think they'll be good for a long time? And he didn't back off of that uh, thought. And then finally, ET cut 16. Um, what, what, a, what a calendar year it's been for Doug Peterson. This has been great for me, kind of re-energized. It's a great group. It's, it's fun to coach younger, younger players, you know, a, a good young group that's eager and energetic and, and uh, just want to win. That, that was the biggest thing with this group, you know, back in February when I was here, the ones I met. They just wanted to win, you know. They're, they they work hard, and that's what I can appreciate. It was fun. It was fun to come to work every day and be around the staff and be around the guys and, and um, you know, looking forward to year two. Yeah, and the NFL season never ends. It's a year-long campaign, especially when you get to be a contender. Look, we appreciate everybody that's piggybacked on our game week coverage as the town caught the Jaguars' uh, excitement. But if you just sampled us along the way, you'll get more of that as we move through uh, all of these important months. The NFL has very you know, important things scheduled all the way through, right? The Combine in February. Then you get free agency in March. You'll have the draft in, in late April, early May. Then you get into mini camps. Before you know it, we're in training camp and kicking off what what will be a season of great expectations uh, next year. Uh, uh, more on that dropped passes problem that the Jaguars had. And when I give you the stats from 2022, you're going to understand just what a problem it is. That'll kick off a football fix when we return next on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, uh, uh, here are some ugly numbers for you. Welcome back on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. The Jaguars tied for second in drop passes in the NFL. They dropped 29 passes this year. Now, look, no, nobody catches everything, right? I'm not saying that. But, you know, there there were teams that, you know, it looks like 20 is kind of the mid-range. Now, that being said, there's some, there's some good teams up here. <laughs> dropped a lot of balls. Some quarterbacks. It almost looks like the better quarterbacks put the ball in the money more, so they're more likely to drop it. Like, number one, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen. Number three, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Um, uh, the t- Actually, tie for two, Buffalo. Tie for two, Tampa. Tie for two, Jacksonville, um, Trevor Lawrence. The Chiefs, uh, by the way, dropped 26. So, we're trying to catch those teams, though, right? So you need to have a lower number there for sure. Doug Peterson referenced that yesterday. Uh, by the way, Zay Jones dropped the most passes in the entire NFL. Right? So he certainly made plays. That's not, you know, but, boy, it'd be nice if you, if you held on to them. Well, more. Again, you're not going to hold on to them all. I get it. All right. Let's queue up the football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Home, life, business, auto. Maybe you want to bundle. Maybe your insurance needs have changed. I'll tell you one thing. Maybe called insurance, but with Mandy and her crew, you get assurance. Because where is your agent for you when things go wrong? Where is your agent for you when you have questions? I'll tell you. It's at the end of the phone line or in her office there in Mandarin. It's Allstate agent Mandy Bowers um, in in Mandarin. Uh, the Chiefs are prepping as if Mahomes will play. I, look. It's a high ankle sprain. You're supposed to be out a long time with those. They're very painful. I'm sure it hurts more right now than it did Saturday afternoon when it happened. We'll have Doc Kevin Murphy tomorrow. 
And look, the Chiefs got away with a hobbled Patrick Mahomes against the Jaguars. Not sure they'll be able to do that against the Bengals. But I don't know. Maybe not. The Bengals certainly aren't known for their defense. They played great defense against Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bengals not known for getting to the quarterback. You know, I talked about that the Jags have to get better. They're much better there. They actually had one more sack than the Bengals this year. Let's see if the Bengals get zero at Kansas City. Uh, something tells me they won't. But, I, you know, don't you think Mahomes will play? I would think so. Stefan Diggs uh, weighs in on his, I don't know, temperamental nature at the end of their loss to, to the Bengals. Look, he was ratcheted up the whole game. Um, disappointed with some of the throws by Josh Allen. And then walked off at the end, had to be brought back. Then walked off again. Uh, he simply tweeted, want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Nah, but we'd like you to lose with the rest of your teammates. Then get in your car and go home. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Josh Allen admitting that that right elbow was was a problem this year. It was hurt earlier in the year. He battled through it. He never missed any time. Um, not going to have surgery. The rest in recovery, he says. The Giants GM says the plan is to move forward with Daniel Jones. Feels a lot like Blake Bortles when it comes to Daniel Jones. He has his moments. He can look really good at times. He's also got games in him that like top-flight quarterbacks rarely have, and he doesn't have them rarely, or not nearly as rarely, but we will see. Another quarterback that's going to take a little heat this offseason will be Dak Prescott in Dallas, who completely laid an egg in their, maybe an egg, in their loss at San Francisco uh, over the weekend. Uh, by the way, the losses uh, piled up. If Dallas had advanced to move on, it would be without Tony Pollard. If you missed that, he broke his leg in that game in the loss the other day. That is Football Fix. You're welcome. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandry. Hick and arrival and more come your way next. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? You know it! Run, Hick, run! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Morning, E. Yeah. Jeffrey. Yes, sir. Who let the dogs out? Oh. Super Tuesday. <laughs> e, the, the kids are excited to see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to turn them kids up. Oh, you're going to turn it up in there. It's going to be great. I'm going to video it. Yeah. Be awesome. Today, today's the day, huh? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, my bad. Uh, I Monday, should know that. Monday, Monday Wednesday. Wednesday. How did yesterday go? Yesterday was terrific. Anything? Any? any I got the one? computer working, and I met with the... Uh, Do we have a, f- a firm classroom? Are we still the nomads? A lot of good things happened to me okay, yesterday. Okay, that's at, all I asked. At, at Swoop Nation. I'm very happy. Nice. Uh, we waived the parking ticket again. <laughs> well, I didn't, we didn't know you got a parking ticket. You left that out of Oh, I stores. did. Yeah, I got another parking ticket. But <laughs> Over the line, or what did you no, do? No, you got you to gotta update stuff, yeah. and I don't... You know, it's mm. my fault. But there's a, there's a, they're very nice. When you go deal with them directly, they've been very nice to me every time. Okay, so well, that's very good. I'm all, I'm all on that's board. That's a coup. I, I, yeah. immediately you feel good. It's a big you, win. It's a good then, day if you get out of ticket. Then I had, a, I had an uncomfortable like uh, the, 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 I had got a, a letter from a, a new person that I had not met yet. Hey, I'd like to talk to you about your class. I was like, ooh, okay, from I, like the dean, the dean wow. of service. Yeah. So who I was? Went up to who, the, what was what was their title? What were they? 
I don't know their title. The head of your guy. department? There's, or? No, there's like a bunch of them they up just there. Wanted, they just want to meet the mogul. They're all in sports management, man. And I saw the people that I've been emailing with. It was great. I saw. <laughs> I got to chat with everybody. I felt like a real You know what? I had a great idea. member yesterday. You brought up, you, you've, you've, you've jogged my brain. I have a great idea. I, maybe we can make it into an app idea to make money that we won't we won't oh, make, but somebody else can, yeah. and it fits in perfectly with this. You and I run into this. We say this with all humility. Yes. Don't mean this to be a big deal, but typically, if you or I, if we meet somebody, mm-hmm. they knew who we are. They remember who we are. If you play mm-hmm. golf with three dudes in mm-hmm. 2016, mm-hmm. if you run into one of them this week, and they go, "Hey, Dan, mm-hmm. played with you in the Builders Foundation tournament," mm-hmm. and you're going to look at the guy and go, and have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Enter photo decks. What you do is I don't know how you do either. Photo you do what? It, it's called instead of a Rolodex, you have a photo deck. So oh, what deck. you do is when you meet these people, you very slyly take a picture of all of them, <laughs> and while you know their name, you note it on your phone what their names are, and then if you know you're going to be seeing, say, oh, I'm going to see that guy from the yeah. office today. You can double check. Oh, his name is Bill. Mm, I like it. I like it. I like it. I now, just don't like the part get, of getting get the picture. The, I know. I don't know how no. you do that. <laughs> Better way. Maybe just tell them, hey man, I'm terrible with names. Click. No, I can't do that. No, you can't do that. Nope. Just an idea. I don't know. Do it on the slide. Yeah, not bad. Hey, well, I, I, let me check my phone. Choo, not choo, bad. Choo. I like that. But you have to immediately do it. Let me stay, check my phone. Stay right there. It's terrible. Like, I'll run into people. Like, you run into people at a yearly event every year. Yeah. There's always two or three of them. You can never remember their name, and it's terrible. It doesn't indicate any lack of interest in them. You just can't remember. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I know. Well, you're, you're worse than I am, and I'm bad. So that tells you. Tells you I where got, we are. I got, I got home. Sunday, and I had distinctly remembered te- thinking to myself, I need to tell Reagan I saw so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> so I get home, <laughs> we're talking, I go, oh, I got to tell you, I saw somebody. She said, who? I go, can't remember. <laughs> well, and here's another thing, too, that you run into, right? Eventually I will. And it came to me, and then I told her. But Here, here's another thing. You she goes, well, is somebody I know. And now she she's uh-huh. went on and on. 20 I, go, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. How do you handle this situation? All right, you see a guy, and you're like 50-50. I'm all, pretty sure it's Steve. But oh, maybe no. it's just, like, I don't you're do better off with that. no name oh, than yeah. wrong name. How sure that. do you have to be? 100%? 99. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh-uh. Yeah, because you know, uh-uh. wrong name is worse than no name. No. If the dude's yeah. name is Scott, you, you call him wrong. Steve. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more disrespectful than just saying, man, I, I'm, I'm sorry. What's your name? Best I, if I, you're supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a disturbing text yesterday from a friend of mine. During a good day. That's too bad. Yeah, it, it bothered me, and it really. And I, I, I kid around a lot, and we, we do this. I mean, we sit here and we rant and rave when the Jags lose, but I don't like. And I'm just going to say this one time, and I guess other people have different opinions because, and I'm surprised how many people <clears throat> say the most horrible. And this is, of course, they do, Dan, you idiot. But there's so many people. A lot of people say the most horrible things. To some of the athletes on the gram after a play. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically referring to uh, Jamal Agnew. And I don't understand what would, unless it's the, the liquor, maybe of the moment, but I don't understand what would fuel you to go to somebody's, is it the gram? Is that where they go now? The gram. I'm a Twitter guy. But yeah, they go to the gram. They go to the gram and they say just the God, most God-awful things. But wouldn't say it to them in person. No, you never say it never. to them in person. Yeah. I don't like that. And I don't, I don't think that's – I mean, <laughs> we've always said it. I know that, well, they get paid a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we've always said, I'd like to go to somebody's job when Fred, you know, forgot to do the 1027 form. Fred, I need that 1027 form. I asked you for it yesterday. 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'll get it to you. I'm sorry. I, I, I... And then we walk in. Hey, Fred, you idiot. How did you forget the 1027 form? He told you seven times. Good luck in your next job. You're going to get fired. You know? Alvin Kamara, not too long ago, he that, called a kid out. That like almost that. happens now, by the way. That that dystopian <laughs> scenario you just painted <laughs> plays out at McDonald's and Starbucks and places sometimes. I um, I just sort of, I just wanted to mention it one time. Don't do that. If it's if it's in your DNA to do that, change your DNA. Yeah. Don't think about it. You, you, you're these are. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh, because, of course, from the text on Design by Lifetime Enclosures, yeah, tell Jeff somebody already came up with the idea. Steve Jobs, 20 years ago, photos, caption, folder. He made billions. Damn it. Again. Son of a gun. Barely got us. Son of a beasting. Got us by Jobs got us by much. 20 years. Is Jobs even alive anymore? Got us by a few years, huh? Well, so, so I don't know any of those guys from the other. I found this cat, Brad Congelio. He's a sports analytic professor at Cutstown U. Who went to uh, Cootstown, Cutstown U? There is somebody. Is it? Yeah. A, is it might it, be a Hall of Famer. Might not be. I'm is not it a sure. linebacker? No, it's a receiver. I know this. Cutstown oh, is um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't don't tell me yet. Move on. Do the story. Yeah, no, let me. Remember. I can't do. That. All right, who is it? Andre Reed. Oh yeah. It would take me a while to get there. I'm almost positive. He's in the Hall, isn't he? Is pretty, he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, he's an anal- NFL analytics account with a heavy focus. On the Steelers. <laughs> so he's a Steeler fan. But he did uh, <clears throat> like a war, points above average. Okay. For quarterbacks. Points above. Okay. The points they're producing. Yeah, uh, 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 NFL, QBs, wins above replacement, minimum 200 attempts. Okay. That makes sense. So that means the quality of throw they're making, basically. This is an evaluation of the quality of throw that I you're guess. making. Whatever. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He's already got a 105. How many points does it add to it? Does it say? Wins above replacement. It, it goes zero to five. Okay. He's just under five. Yeah. Uh, Herbert's second. Goff is third. Trevor's fourth. Yeah. That's believable. I mean, you look at the the what we've gotten. Some of the dudes at the bottom Wentz, Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota. This is just one man's analytic, and I don't know how well-respected this guy is. I just thought it was interesting that in all the different— Well, there's a way to measure it. You throw a catchable ball and they drop. I would yeah. venture to say that the, most of those guys probably had high drop rates. Mm-hmm. I was mentioning earlier the Jags were second as a team in drops. Zay Jones, most of the league drops. Oh, dear. Um, our one-to-one financial poll question, who you got in the Super Bowl? You ready to play? Yeah. Uh, Chiefs-Niners. Okay. Bengals-Eagles. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Niners, uh-huh. or D, it was always the Jags. Can we just throw out the, the D percentage because it doesn't apply to the question you asked? You left out one of the, the Super Bowl matchups. You didn't want to put them all in there. I put three out of the four. Yeah. I wanted to get it was always the Jags in there. I thought that okay. was important. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What do you mean? <laughs> it was always the Jags. Okay, what percentage does it always the Jags have? 27.7. Yeah, of course it does. That's a silly answer. All right, so but not the number one pick. All right, I uh, what people think will be the Super Bowl, you're saying? I think yeah. people think it will be the Eagles and the Bengals. Yeah, 44.7. Um, Why are the Bengals favored? Because they're playing great Beat football. Beat them three times in a row? Yeah. That probably has something to do with it. They dominated the Bills while Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes is hurt. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Don't you think the Bengals will win? Uh, no, it's so funny. I'm starting to wait. I've been on the Bengals, right? Yeah, right. 
I feel like, I don't know. I just. Bengals are much, they're better than Jacksonville. And Jacksonville should have beat them. Yeah. Could have beat them. Yeah, that's true. The Bengals are really good. And I did say that as I watched that game, I thought to myself, this team ain't winning the Super Bowl. I I guess I would say this, too. I I think, you know, the Jacks have a better offensive line than the Bengals, I believe. Uh And Not that it played great the other day, but if Joe Burrow, you know, if the Bengals go old school (laughs) and give up seven sacks, it'll be a long night. Yeah. I per, which one do you want? Not which one. I want do you Bengals Ingles. I told you that. Yeah, yesterday. I want. I uh, to me, it's. I want for all of the reasons that'll go with the backstory. I want Eagles Chiefs. That's to me the juiciest. Eagles you get, Chiefs. You get Andy Reid against his old team. Yeah, I like that whole narrative. Yeah. I'd love to see him beat him. So you'd root outwardly for the Chiefs. I there? would. Yeah, I would. Okay. I don't. I, I wish we had beat him the other day. It's a great team. They, they don't. They, they don't inspire like that. Sometimes that dominant team dislike that you. Uh, can can have maybe some people out there have it. I don't. I won't. It's not like I can never root for the Chiefs again. Uh, you know, I not that I root for them. Just in these matchups of four teams, I don't care about. Yeah, about I don't that? really care. Yeah, I don't. And then you you watch the game start and you find yeah, yourself pulling. For sure, them. and I and may I, in I the middle pull. of the game switch. Honestly, you know, I will pull for the Eagles. Yeah, and you know, I'll pull for the Bengals. In their if if either one of them are in the Super Bowl, what if they play each other? They played each other. I would pull for the Bengals because Eagles fans got one Super Bowl. I'd like the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl, right? That's correct. They lost two to the Niners. That's right. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's all. And then Chiefs just won one. Niners haven't won one in forever. It feels like I it's more Niners, recent. Yeah, since the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys Niners won back, back to back, back in 94, the nineties. Ninety four for yeah. ninety four for the Niners. Ninety five for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I guess because the Niners have been back a couple of times and because they've been relevant. <clears throat> yeah. But the Niners also had a real dry period in the middle of those 30 yes, years. Did. Yes, they did. Uh, because I'm the media mogul. Okay. I've got you some uh, television notes for what you can expect next year. TV notes. From the NFL. Oh, this is the NFL telling you this. By the way, you got some explaining to do. I do? Yeah, you should be throwing knives today. You better bring the hatred and the... And the and the the vitriol for your guy who has left your franchise and gone elsewhere, like, like you him. did for Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I don't like him at all. We've had that conversation. Well, you here. better you better have some some some, some 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 ammunition. Happy departure to Chip Carey. Knock him dead, kid. Get Chip out. Carey going to the yeah. Cardinals. You know I don't like Chip Carey. To the Cardinals. Cares down there. In, lives down there in St. Augustine. Play by play guy. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. You don't care. No, no Who's more. Who's your new guy? I don't even know yet. They haven't named him. Have you applied? I should. It'd be awesome. I'd be great at that. I'd go Hi, everywhere. everybody. Jeff Prosser here. I, I could. Mrs. P would miss me too much if now at the end I said, hey, honey, I'm going to be gone about 90 days a year. Have fun with a grandchild. <laughs> We're out here in San Diego. San I'm really Pitt. tired today. I'm going to let. I'm going to let. Go, uh, yeah. Who's the other guys? i go Brockmeyer. Who's the other guys? Uh, well, we got Fran- uh, Frenchie. They probably wouldn't Frenchie. want to go to Jeff. I'm going to let you carry this along. It's yeah, the Jeff Frank and Cooler. Jeff show. They, they put Paul Bird up in there. Birdie. Birdie? Birdman? Um, Birdman we, of Alcatraz? We, we used to sprinkle in some Glavin and Smoltz. I don't think that happens quite no. as much. Brian Jordan, I don't, not a big BJ fan. I, I like Brian Jordan as a player and as a brave, but mm-hmm. not the best up in that booth, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. But Chip Carey can, yeah, go, go on. Yeah. Why did he go to I St. Didn't Louis? I like I don't know. Money, maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. money. Here, I, I summed up why I don't like Chip Carey. This is perfect, Hick. Mm-hmm. Okay? You got you to gotta separate the DNAs, man. Yeah. Here's what I mean. Braves fan united. We're not 
Georgia fan, Florida fan, Bama fan, LSU fan. Mm. Keep that. We'll we'll reserve that for other rivalries. We're Braves fan. He he's a stir. You know, he cut down on Auburn or Florida or others because uh-huh. he's, he's Georgia. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like bringing in another sports passion into what most we're... Braves fans, most would probably be Georgia fans. A lot would be. Yeah. I don't know if most, but certainly a lot. Yeah. The highest percentage. I just don't, but don't bring that. I, you don't need to bring that in nah. to nah. me. I get him going. I'm going to get him going here. And nah. before long, he's going to be we, wishing you, we had hateful this. things on the chip. Well, story. no, we had this conversation and it, it got ugly. And then we, during the course of the research following the ugliness, we realized dude's in the listening area. <laughs> we back off of that. Sorry, bit. Chipper. We we've zillowed. Chipper we, once did. We the, had the, we had the street view of his house cooking that day uh, did, that morning on the show. Didn't once Chipper do magic? Yeah. He was also the Cubs guy. He's just not a Braves guy. Like, He's not like a Braves guy Skip like his dad was. Yeah, Skip was a Braves guy. So that's part of it. Harry started with St. Louis, so the carries yeah. have now gone full circle. The carries are also, there's some Cardinals in them. There's some Cubs in them. And, yeah. and uh, say this for Chip, he's going to hit all three. He worked yeah. for the Cubs, he worked for the Braves, <laughs> now he worked for the Cardinals, who you know his dad and grandpa uh, both worked for. So He's, I, he's more of a... I, I'll, I, I'll welcome a change. Just don't bring me Bob Carpenter. As, <laughs> as a... Uh, as a now, I say that sometimes you get burned in who you end up with. Oh, yeah. Burned hand. As an anti-brave fan, I didn't like him because he was such a rooter. We yeah. gotta get some runs. We're gonna be back with the six next. <laughs> it's time for the Braves bats to get going. Right. We need some runs. It's driving me crazy. Eagles but, chief. But, someone says has the Kelsey brothers angle. Yeah. I just free flown here. But yeah, he doesn't. I. I unless it's a bad one, play by play guys don't do much if they're not like long running, right? Mm-hmm. Feels like Chip Carey's been there five years. It's probably ten, but he doesn't oh. feel like he's the Braves guy. Really? No. I bet he's been there longer than that. I don't know. All right, so anyway, here's some notes before we head off the break. Uh, flex scheduling will come to Monday nights next year because huh. they got burned this year. I mean, they that's really uh, – that's between weeks 14 and 17. Um, oh, so not – uh, whereas the, the, the NBC, the Sunday flex starts earlier in the year. I don't know when it starts. It does. But the Monday night was on full display this season when ESPN went without a single matchup between teams with a 500 or better record after week 10. Yeah, that's no boy. They got burned. Yeah. And so and they got, pay a lot of money. That's fair. And flexing a game from Sunday to Monday is challenging because you've got to move a game from Sunday uh, you know, to Monday, inconvenience traveling fans that were planning on attending the game. Let's say, let's say this. Let's say... You're a Jag fan, and once a year you do a game on the road. And you're going, okay, I'm going to go to the Jags at the Bengals this year. And it's week 15, and it's Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then 10 days beforehand, it's Monday night. Yeah, that can mess with some travel plans. That'll mess up some travel plans. I mean, that won't happen a ton just because of the numbers, but it will happen for some. Yeah. Yeah, to your uh, uh, Chip Carey started on TBS in 05. He's been with the, with the – uh, it's been th- a long time. But then he was you would bounce. You would do Braves Network Radio. Yeah. So just the TV guy, which is what we see, that started mm-hmm. in 2010. Right. Uh, Fox and CBS conference affiliations, out the window. Yeah, we knew that was coming. They've already done that kind of yeah. without telling you. You'll, yeah. Which was confusing at first because you're used to seeing your NFC game on Fox and although, your AFC game on although CBS. Although the Business Journal says starting in 23, Fox and CBS will identify a specific number of teams that it wants to carry for a specific minimum of games. It is not known how many teams or games are part of this process, which will occur at some point before the official schedule release. It'll be interesting to to get that info and do they bid on Trevor and the Jags? You're buying mm-hmm. futures in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're if, yeah. if you're trying to protect, a, who would you protect right now? Well, again, there's other factors besides. I know. Yeah, 
I'm just saying. The numbers I read last week, remember Jacksonville, 265,000 yeah. versus well, that's here, New York, 1.4 I believe, though, that just as Aaron Rodgers captures more than that small market and Josh Correct. Allen more than that and Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City's a small market. Yeah. So Jacksonville will be a good future. Yeah. yeah. A playoff schedule shakeup, uh, and that's in terms of who does what games. Because, in other words, while the AFC Championship will remain on CBS, NFC on Fox, uh, ESPN gets a divisional round game each year. They they didn't have one before. Remember, we last saw Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Stop cyberbullying Joe Buck in the wild card round. Um, so that happens as well. And then the Super Bowl rotation is set now. I think it simply goes like this. Well, it goes Fox, CBS. So it's uh, 2022 Fox, 2023 CBS, uh, 2024 Fox, and then NBC, ABC, then CBS, Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, all the way to 2033. So 20, uh, the next couple years, you got, you got Fox, then you got CBS, then you got Fox. So we're ready, man. And Sunday Ticket finds a new home, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, where's that going? YouTube? Uh, yeah, YouTube TV. Mark Sienna, Direct TV's long run with the NFL's out-of-market package. Um, uh, the red zone has rendered that Sunday ticket a lot less effective, I would think. Now, there are some te- I guess that's not true. You want to watch your team. Well, we live right? in the market where we see our team every week, so right. I guess that's not true. If you lived in, if you were a Jag fan and you lived in Kansas City, the red zone wouldn't be enough. You'd want to watch the whole game. So, the amount uh, of The money upcoming that- season will have exclusive games on three separate streaming services, Amazon Prime, ESPN Plus, and Peacock. All right, so Peacock, I, I have all of those now, so whatever. Yeah, you don't care. I'm about to do the cord cut deal, by the way. Yeah. I pay in, so we're all paying so much more to have it bundled and the convenience bundles. and the comfort of knowing how we do it through our cable, right? We you got and, bundles. You and I are the same dinosaur, so. We are dinosaurs. Um, I mean, I just. But this, with a fresh outlook. Some would say. I'm talking about tech, technologically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's do this. Uh, that tone of condescension right there is going to set the table good for ETN. What was the tone? Well, the yes, the dismissive, condescending yes that you gave me. How was it condescending? Towards you, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's fact. <laughs> See? Well, there you go. At least he owns it. I'm, I'm a big fan of owning it. I mean, he, no matter what it is. Go Rangers! Okay, I'm gonna ha- hey, let's go Rangers! Oh, sorry. It's on I'm, I'm going to have to change the television <laughs> in the break because it's on Bally from last night. And the Rangers Three one. the Panthers replay is Blue on. Blue shirts are up. And I'm just not going to be able to do this. All right. We got ETN today. We'll put up our Dukes. We need to get Bessie to got that one. For that one, 641-1010. ETN coming up next. Brunch with the tour starts today in the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, the Lock Law High School report. If if E.T. doesn't have his first place gift, there could be a war. He never got his gift for winning, his prize for winning last year's Stewart better be bringing that in. So, Stewie, if you're (laughs) up and listening, buddy, call in sick if you ain't got whatever it is he's expecting. A driver. Oh, it was a driver. That's right. We talked about the driver. It was a driver. Stu, you better go into your own daggum bag right now and pull out the newest looking driver you have wow, and turn Moore. it over. Stu Moore feeling the pressure. Yeah. Right I, off I, the rip. I was on the email chain with him and the, the brass around here, the financial money men here at the station. Yeah. And, and Stuart Moore expressed outright fear if he didn't bring in food. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, E.T., you won the golf yeah. picks last year. He hit the, like, the yeah. last week. He hit a big bundle. Shout out. Yeah, golf. Respect. Historian. <laughs> I have a great pop quiz for you, Put too. Put some respect on Thaloran. Put some deference on that. I got some. I got a great pop quiz for Hick that we'll uh, save for the top of the 8 o'clock. Wonderful. Brunch with the tours at what? 8, 8.20 or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, right, we do there. two segments, right? We do like the 20 to 50 deal? That depends. Uh, Usually it's just one. 
Is it? Yeah. Even with picks? Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what we do. You're kind of anti-Stuart Moore. I feel bad for the kid in that regard. <laughs> this is the trail to Cat. It's Cat Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, all right, all right. Little ETN for you. Got the TVs changed, so I, I probably should have waited until after this segment because you lose focus. I don't know if they, yeah. li- if they light the lamp, so to uh-huh. speak. <laughs> uh, Jason from Mandarin is our guest, nice. Guggen Judge. E, what has he won? Oh, I'm going to hook Jason up with a little $25 gift card to live with Sunshine Car Wash located on Southside Boulevard. Wait a minute. Did you say at the car wash? Yeah. Oh, no. Get your shine oh, on, Jason. Get oh. your shine on. Come on down to the car, car wash, sir. Yeah. So many yeah. times. Do, do, do. Hey, Jason. Break out in song far too much on this show. Morning, morning, fellas. Hey, Jason. How are you, sir? Good. Every day is a good day. Happy belated New Year to you, gentlemen. Beautiful. Thank you. You, you too. too. You know how the game's played. Let's rock and roll. Let's make this thing happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are we going to start this thing off? Oh, it's up to you. You're the gonna, guy. We're going to start this off like this, man. Oh, okay. Um, Yesterday, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, after a, you know, a remarkable season, they, they cleaned out their locker rooms. Well, gentlemen, what would be your, your closing remarks to the Jags? To this year? To this year. The great incremental improvement that you're looking for, right? Credit Doug Peterson for one thing. When they left Kansas City the first time around, they were three and seven. And he told them then they were gonna they were gonna play for the division title at the end of the year, and they they stuck to their guns there. We saw incredible improvement in the second half. We became a team that that you know I think cardiac cats right. The ability to make the big play in winning situation has been absent around here for a long time, and that showed up at the end. And I think it's just the beginning, right? This was like that's why I said incremental right off the bat. This is the first of the stages of improvement. Jeff, that's a good one. I might go with something like this. Let me think here off the top of my head. Men, great moments are born from great opportunity. I mean, and that's what we had here this year. That's what you've earned here this year. One season. If we played it ten times, maybe we would have had losing records nine times. But not this season, not here. This year, we fought them, we tackled them, and we shut them down because we can. This season, we were almost the greatest football team in the world. You were born to be football players, men, every one of you, and you were meant to be a part of this. This is your time. The rest of the NFL, their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great football team is in Kansas City and in Buffalo and in Cincinnati. This is our time. Now we go out and take it. Let's go. Oh, my. I go with something like that. Well, Danny boy, that's a nice speech, but I'm going to have to give it to Jeff, the leader of men. No matter how talented the roster is, if you ain't got a great coach, you ain't got nothing. Dang. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Two. Score, loss, score loss for plagiarism, Off the least. top of my head. Yeah. I mean, it's just reading. Yeah, right off the top of my head. That's reading, pretty good. Reading straight off the computer. I, I think you would have gave me a point there, E. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, who, uh, who who would you say was the unsung hero for this Jacksonville Jaguars team? I asked not what team? you could. <laughs> Our unsung hero? Unsung hero. That's good. we got to define unsung, so, you know, we know who the stars are. We know who the stars are. Uh, you know, my first thought was Evan Ingram, but he wasn't unsung enough. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, I'll go with – 
<laughs> there's a there's a few of them. Um, in the end, I'll go with Arden Key because I'll tell you what: when Arden Key got into the lineup, he made our defense a lot better. If you go back and look at what our defense was able to accomplish over the last six weeks of the season, a lot of it was because Arden Key was on the field wreaking havoc and getting sacks and making tackles and Ding up. And so as an unsung hero, he was brought in as a sort of a cheap free agent acquisition. Um, I'll vote for Arden Key. Not enough sacks for me on that one, but that's, that's uh, you know, I, I get where you're going there. I, I think that Evan Ingram was unsung. He was the afterthought. He had drops, but I'm not going with him. To me, the unsung uh, hero is going to be attached to Trevor, hopefully for a long time. That's center Luke Fortner. Came in as a rookie. Did not make us one time long for, for Brandon Linder, who was a very good center for a lot of years. He played every snap this season. There are only 20 guys in the NFL that could do that. So to, to bring in a draft piece that you plug in and you don't worry about all year, um, it defines unsung for me. And that position he plays is also kind of an unsung definition. So I'd go with, I'd go with Luke Fortner. Jackalades to the rut. When you don't hear uh, O'Lyman's name, you know he's doing a two. But uh, I'm going to have to go with Dano. I think Arden Key was really and truly our best defensive end all year in limited snaps. Winner Dan. Woo! Round three. Of the four remaining teams in the playoffs. It's one to one. Darn it. 49ers, yes. Eagles, yes. Bengals, yes. Chiefs. Yes! If you can take one player off of any of those teams and put them on this Jacksonville Ooh. Jaguars team. Which player would it be? Oh, that's an easy one. This is the easiest question that you've ever given us. Wow. The Jaguars are one element away from being a dominant team, not just a good one. Our defensive line is miserably unproductive. The Jaguars have spent four first-round draft picks on D-linemen the last five drafts. Four first-round D-linemen. Those four players drafted combined for 12 sacks this year. Our D-line, our lack of pressure will forever hold us down. We need Nick Bosa and his 18 and a half sacks. Mm. And and we win in Kansas City last week. It's mm. a good one. Oh, Andy doing a dance on you. Do your dance. Do your dance. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's as cut and dried. In fact, the defensive player of the year <clears throat> might go to Nick Bosa, but the better football player plays defensive tackle in Kansas City. But I'm not going with either of those guys. Hell no. You give me the guy who caught, allegedly, two touchdown passes in Buffalo on Sunday. I'll give you Jamar Chase right now, and we'll never be stopped again. You give me Jamar Chase running around out there, and we, we if we're considering D-Hop, give me Jamar Chase, baby, and let the good times roll. We'll outscore every one of them. I want the Bayou Bengal in Jacksonville. Frank Jacksonville back. Bosa, let's go, Jeff. Jeff got it. Son of a beasting. <laughs> Bees! Round four. Bees! You can only recite one, gentlemen. You can only recite one. Who's it going to be? Arden Key, Evan Ingram, Jawan Taylor. <laughs> got it boxed in here, aren't you, Chief? No, I'm. I you, you if you can only resign one, it has to be Evan Ingram. It ha- you have Walker Little. It's it's a it's a slam dunk. I mean, if you can only resign one, I hope you can resign two. But if you can only resign one, it's got to be Evan Ingram. He had seventy plus catches. He's a great fit in the offense. Doug uses the tight end. He's athletic. He poses uh, 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 some matchup nightmares for teams. It's got to be Evan Ingram because of Walker Little's productivity. 
You have that Tom Brady quote? <laughs> I knew what to bleep and say. I'd bleep and say it, Dan. <laughs> it's Ingram. That's <laughs> that's who it is. I mean, it's Ingram. What am I going to do? Are you? Jawan Taylor will be nice, but he's, they're going to get priced out on that. I'm not sure the Jags wouldn't sign Jawan Taylor as, as fast and as as much as they would want to sign Evan Ingram. They could probably get a tight end if you finally draft the right guy at 24. You're not going to find an old lineman that can contribute like like Taylor did. And you, there is a risk in letting Taylor go. You may you may be letting your best of the three go, quite frankly. But they're all really close. But what Ingram added to this offense, especially down the stretch. Man, I don't, lack of effort on Jeff's part. I'm going to have to get Suzanne O. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, just, I, can't, I certainly can't argue Arden Key after the last one. I thought maybe you would question his scruples after you give an Arden Key as this, you know, disruptor the last half of the was it, just, it was unsung. Unsung. Yeah. I got you. Round Arden five. Key's killed me twice, man. I think that's more sacks than he had. He. Who's your favorite LSU player of all time? <laughs> I'm going to Arden Key. Winner now. <laughs> Each no, and every Monday. You'd be in a box with, with Jamar Chase. Oh, no. <laughs> Each and every Monday, oh. the Hall of Famer Tony Baselli joins us. Okay. And we have breakfast with Baselli. And he described the Jags season. Well, matter of fact, hold on. This team had the first overall pick the last two years. And they just went and took the best team in the AFC to the mat. All the way. And, they, and had plays to win. And they didn't make them. But overall, this season is a wild success. Big Bo described this season as a wild success. Well, gentlemen, how would you describe this season? That's a, he's right. We can quibble about the semantics you use in describing it, but especially considering the start, like I said, 3-7, and seven, and everybody but this team believing that we would be in draft talk by mid-November. I mean, they had a scarier October than any haunted house you would visit you know, on Halloween to close out the month. Those five straight losses, nobody would have thought that this football team ended where they did. The way they won those... Those home games down the stretch, they just thrilled and entertained us to the very end. We had sold out, shoulder-to-shoulder, JAG-exclusive crowds in those last two weeks. Every measure of wild success uh, would apply here. So, yeah, wild success suits me just fine. Yeah, I'll take it one step further. You know, in some respects, it's the greatest season in JAG's history in terms of entertainment. Again, down 17 to the Raiders. Down 17 to the Cowboys. Down 9 and hitting a two-point conversion to beat the Ravens. Think about these things. Down 10 against Tennessee in a must-win game. And then, to cap it off, down 27 in a playoff game at home to the Chargers and to come all the way back. In terms of entertainment, you can't top it. 96 was a Cinderella run. And it got one step farther, and that was it. 99 was a disappointment because we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. What year was better in the history in the 28 seasons of the Jags, and I've seen them all? What year was better? I don't think there has been one. It was a great year. Way to fight back. The city was down and out. The losing streak went on. They came back from the abyss and made it a great year for us. Break out the fireball, Dano. Yes, sir! That's Woo! what I'm talking about, Jason! Corruption. Woo! That's what you are. You're corrupt. Let's yeah, he bring Jeffrey! I will say this. That's a, a wise, wise move to hang up real quick. Woo! That's a savvy. He may have been in that judge's seat before yeah. in the many years here. Yeah. Take that fireball. Take the yeah. bottle. Shake it up real good. Here we go, baby. Open the cap. Get it ready. And shove it where the Come sun on. don't shine. Here we go. And I don't mean Jeff, your ear. you want some? Spicy. I'm a Tennessee whiskey guy.
I'm smooth that way. Fireball. You know, you're a hypocrite. I saw Pitbull. You did it. Spicy. Is that what you were drinking on Friday night when we talked? Uh, I had a little bit of that. Uh-huh. Woo! I had some whiskey, too. All right, we got some big news in the NFL. Adam Schnuckner is reporting. Uh, let me see. Adam Schachter says. I believe it's Schefter. I believe. I'm sorry, what? Schefter, he's in. Adam Schechter? He's a member of the family of the Greys. He's a Grey. Came from a distant planet where football's been around longer than it has here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Bill O'Brien is going back to New England. Coach up Mac Jones. Uh, he will be the Patriots offensive coordinator. Um, he was an assistant coach from 07 to 11 there. And now returns to coach Mac Jones, who he was the play caller with at Alabama. Sounds like a good move to me. Well, the... the- for the Patriots, especially. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, they need that. Bill O'Brien probably. Bill O'Brien, you may have just said it there. I'm sorry. I was reading something about TV mm-hmm. ratings. Did mm-hmm. Did O'Brien, when he went from Houston, he went straight to Alabama? He never went back to New England. Yeah. He's worked in New England before, before he went to Houston. Correct? Yeah. Bill O'Brien has not been back to the Patriots since he left years ago to go to Houston. Correct? Bill O'Brien left Houston, went into the car wash. At Bama. That's yeah. the only place he's been. Yeah. So this is his first return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't believe this is. I'm not sure what you're doing here. I'm looking at some other tweet, but I'm not going to. Uh, not going to. You got it. All right. So uh, speaking of New England, if you remember, there was some rumor back in November that maybe Tommy was going to return to the Pats. Yeah, I never understood that one. Yeah. Um, Tommy. Does a weekly deal with Jim Gray, if I'm not mistaken. For a long time he has. He used to run it like Monday night. Monday night football. Yeah. And he was I think he still does it. Because Jim Gray had him on whatever it was, podcast or such. And Jim Gray asked him a pointed question last night. Do you have the question and the answer? He he has a clip. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. You're right. <laughs> you're scratching. It's I only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez, Tommy. Settle down. <laughs> you know what's happened to Tom Brady a little bit? Or maybe I'm wrong here. Let me ask you guys your opinion. Okay. Since he left New England, and we've seen more of the personality of Tom Brady and everything that he's gone through, he sort of has become more unlikable. I to believe me. I agree with that. What do you guys? He do? was looked at like the tortured soul when he was in New England. The poor guy having to put up with yeah. Belichick. And yeah. Sometimes his antics and his and his you know stories are fun, but yeah. there's been a lot of negativity around the guy for yeah. the last year. I like and a half, him so. way more. You do than, now? Than, oh my gosh! I don't yeah. like or dislike him any more or less or whatever. Right. But he shows them. So that's one when you open yourself opinion, up. Yeah. yeah, I think he, I, I, to that me was more unlikable. That was rude yesterday. Like, that was rude, yeah. dude. All right. It was. And Jim Gray, who doesn't always handle things great, uh, witness Pete Rose interview or others, uh, was perfect with that response. Yeah. Yeah. Very, well, he's also very comfortable with him. Yes. That's one thing to consider. He said it to him. 
Like, if you or I talk to each other that way, it doesn't right. have the same impact if it's just, like, somebody blindly interviewing now, you. I do like the fact that Brady does that. He used to do a weekly deal at EEI, and remember, he'd get ticked at those guys. He'd just hang up on them. But he'd come back the next week. You remember that? Yeah. And Tom used to do a weekly radio hit. Yeah, I remember, sure. And he'd come on with the boys in the morning. And they'd ask him some questions every now and then. They'd tick him off, and he'd yell at him, yeah. or he'd just hang up on him yeah. one time. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this. It was like the family one time. He got into the family. He didn't like that. Yeah, we talked earlier um, uh, upon your arrival about Thank the, you. the conferences being able to claim X amount of number of teams because the NFL is going to eliminate this. The AFC is only on CBS. The NFC is only on Fox. Yeah, but each network is going to be able to claim a nucleus of teams that they get more exposure with so in other words not knowing what the numbers are say they could pick six teams for at least six games or five games or whatever it is mm-hmm. and then we talked about mm-hmm. do the ja- how attractive are the jags mm-hmm. and then you wonder because of the market size um the tv rating for jags chiefs was higher than the tv rating mm-hmm. for 49ers cowboys i love that once on a saturday it also tells you that sunday afternoons aren't vitally important you can play saturday you can play a lot of different times that didn't matter I've got in front of me the top-rated markets for Jags Chiefs, both the rating and then the share of televisions. We've told you guys before, because we are uh, so TV experienced, that the rating is the percentage of people watching the game, and the share is the percentage of TVs that are actually in use watching the game. Who do you think was more engaged, the Kansas City market or the Jags market? TV rating. Which of those markets for the Chiefs-Jags game had a higher rating? Not total number of people, because they're a little bigger. Which market do you think had the higher rating? Well, one team won by eleven. Judging by what I, which game you talking about? Jags. The Chiefs? Jags Chiefs. Which market had a higher TV rating? The Kansas City market or the Jacksonville? I'd market? say Kansas City. Yeah, it is Kansas City. The disparity is surprising. Well, Forty-five percent. Kansas City has the highest rating. Yeah. Remember, I t- yeah. when I brought those numbers out, Kansas City and Buffalo were the top two. Jacksonville had like a, a, a nineteen type rating. Well, for what, this, what was this for one? this it was game? Uh, it was thir- uh, the Chiefs TV rating was forty five. Okay, and the share eighty five percent of the Kansas City market that had a TV Ooh. on had it on the Chiefs game. Now, this is also impressive. Seventy one percent of our TVs here in Jacksonville on Saturday were watching the Jags. Good. What was the? But the rating was only thirty four and a half. So a yeah. third of the population watched. Kansas City had a forty five. Jacks had a thirty four. Well, that's good, but. This is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was closer to Jacksonville than Jacksonville was to Kansas City. Okay. Cincinnati had a, 20, a, a 25.8 rating for Jags Chiefs there. Philly had a 20 rating. They love Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. There's, one, there's one market in the top 10, though, that just surprises the heck out of you. Maybe even two. Here are the markets. Top rated markets for Jags Chiefs. Just that game. Kansas City was one, Jacksonville was two, Cincinnati was three, Philly was four, Dallas, 19.9 rating, St. Louis, no football, Mm. no franchise, but Mm. 19.5 rating for that one. I guess you got the Kansas City, they they may have become Chiefs fans, right, Missourians? Either that or planning on making a play for our team. (laughs) Providence tied for seven, but that's what, the the Patriots market to a degree, but not exactly. Mm -hmm. West Palm, 19.4. A lot of Jack fans in West Palm. Pittsburgh, number nine, and then here's the outlier. The 10th mm-hmm. rated market when it came to watching Jags Chiefs. You ready for this one? I'm ready. Norfolk, Virginia. What 
up, Norfolk. Yeah, Navy yeah, town. Yeah, of course. Navy brothers. Norfolk. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that. So Navy brothers. That's it. I have a, uh, I have identified a need that we've talked about, but I don't think we've even done justice what a huge need this is. And I have a pop quiz to surround that when we return next. Love that. On a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Brunch with the Tour starts this week. We will uh, welcome Stuart Moore into the party uh, coming up in about uh, 20 minutes as well. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL. All right, I'm excited. It's a pop quiz time here on The Drill. A lot coming up. It's time to make some things happen. All right. I said before, Hick, I, I mean, look, we, we know that we've struggled getting to the quarterback, and that's yes. that's obvious. I didn't know how obvious it was, that stat I had for you in ETN. We spent four first-round draft picks in the last five drafts on defensive linemen. Those four combined to have 12 sacks. Okay. Nick Bosa had 18 and a half. This is not a current problem. This is a franchise-long issue. We are the worst at getting to the quarterback. To wit, the Philadelphia Eagles had four guys with double-digit sacks this year. Okay. The Jaguars, in their history, have had seven players in 28 years get double-digit sacks. Two of those guys did it twice. They've had nine double-digit sack seasons individually in 28 years of football. That is unbelievable. That's got to be twice as bad as any other team in the league in that time frame. Okay. I just need you to tell me the seven Jacksonville Jaguars who've had double-digit sack seasons. What's the over-under? I think he'll get all seven. Let's do it. I know G-Funk did it. That's a good one. He had ten. Yeah, I remember that. And I know that... Pretty sure Bobby McRae did it too. He also had ten. I know Clay's Campbell did it. He did it twice. Can I get another ring for Clay's Campbell twice. Thank you. Nine double-digit sack seasons in twenty-eight years. Amazing. None this year, obviously. All right. Uh, pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure Brackens did it. Brackens did it twice. He's the other one with two. <laughs> Gave you the double ring that time. <sighs> How many have I gotten? You're missing two. You got five. G-Funk, Calais. Oh, no, you're missing three. You say G-Funk, Calais, Brackens. Brackens. Who else did you say? And McCray. Pretty sure, pretty sure... Because I, I got a lot of pretty sure's here. I think Jan did it. Jan did it. Oh. Had one. For the record, we weren't doing it in a pop quiz formula. It just it just evolved. And I I got all seven, but I sprinkled in, a, you know, a couple of it wasn't so-and-so kind of deals. Yeah. There's one more, right? Two more. But I had a brain lock. Two more? Yep, two more. How many have I gotten? Of the gotten, nine. Gotten, Seven? Gotten five. Seven seasons, five different guys so far. Son of a beast. Uh, I know this guy's up there all time, but I don't know if he got... Oh, how about uh, Josh Allen in his rookie season? Okay. One more. Uh. I know this guy. I don't think this guy ever had 10 in a year, though. 
so I don't want to go with him. I, mean, I, I was I'm just almost kind of, positive. Like I, he threw, didn't have I threw out a couple. I know this guy didn't do it, but threw out <laughs> names because I. But I brain locked on unique. It took me a while to come up with him. You're missing one. One guy left. One more on this non-illustrious list of That's seven total players. How about mm, again the Philadelphia Eagles? Had four guys this year with double-digit sacks. The Jags in their history have had seven. Can I throw out a couple names? And then yeah, you... that's how we did it. All right. This is one last guy, right? Just one, one guy. last guy. All right, these are the guys I'm thinking. I'm thinking of... Yeah, just throw the, thinking the of Stroud, Hendu. But I don't think Hendu ever did it. I'm And I'm almost positive Smengi never did it. But Smengi's like third all-time in sacks for the Jags. Um... Rob Meyer had a great year. Uh, have I named him in those four? No. No. Spicer? Mincy? No one no. I don't know. I'm blanking. I threw in Clyde Simmons, too. That's also Who is no. it? Kevin Hardy. Kevin Hardy! Kevin Hardy. I should have got that. I'm sorry, Kevin. You're listening. That's my bad. It's hard just coming on you out of nowhere. That's why it's a pop quiz. Yeah. That was good. That was good. I know that I don't think Smengi ever got close to 10. I think Henderson was like a 9 or an 8. I think Stroud was like a 9 or an 8. I think that Mincy and Spicer both had like a good year somewhere along the line. Yeah, but I think, yeah, maybe but 8. Hardy would have been the one I should have yeah, got. Yeah, Mincy was an 8. 8, yeah. Spicer, 7.5. Yeah, what about Hendu and Stroud? And those guys are down. I'm pretty there. sure John, they're. John Henderson is 6.5. Was it most? Yeah. What about Stroud? Stroud was six and a half as well. That's all. I mean, tackles have never been notorious for getting to the quarterback, <laughs> oh, even less than. I thought he had like a. I would have thought that I looked too. him up recently because he was on a show with us, and I thought he had done better, but I guess not. Malik Jackson did eight. Oh, yeah, Malik. That would have been a good one. Sedate, but again, it's just. Marks did eight and it's half. got. Uh, for us to take that next. I'll. I'll I, Concluded this way, Hick. Yeah. I believe this. This is an embellishment. I don't mean right. this to be shocking. If the Jaguars could have traded defensive lines with the Chiefs on Saturday, we would have won the game. If we had their defensive line and they had ours, winner Jaguars. Yeah. And the Chiefs aren't the best in the world at it. i just using them as this week's example. You And again, the 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 level, the importance, the value of assets spent on the position. I'll very quietly give you a guy, by the way. You know, the grades are rolling in, and the averages are rolling in, mm-hmm. and the implications are rolling in. Uh-huh. We wasted a lot of money on F squared there. Adekasi. Oh, yeah. They provided, did nothing. Yeah. It was the lowest graded player on the defense, I think I saw. He got a grade of like 42. I don't think he had a good year. No impact. He was a lot one of money guys, on him. He was one of the guys that were expected Correct. to be the, the biggest impact. Correct. You know, we, we we've 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 got to get a dog on the defensive line, man. Yeah. You know, it's easy to look at the quarterbacks, and I get it; they're the most important players on the team. But if you look at the teams that are left, Hick, the teams that are still playing football right now, there's another common denominator that goes along uh, with the quarterbacks, and that is a kickers coming after them. Yeah. Number one in sacks, Bosa, they're alive. Yeah. Number two in sack, Reddick for Cleveland. A tie for two. They're alive. Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean Philadelphia. I was looking at Miles Garrett underneath him, who's not alive. Chris Jones of the Chiefs yeah. is uh, fourth. Micah Parsons of the Cowboys was seventh. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need one. You need you need at least one, and you, more than anything, you need to stop using high, valuable draft picks on guys that don't contribute, man. Oh, and I'm not putting Trayvon Walker in the don't contribute category, right? But and 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 Tavian Bryant, Tavian Bryant, in fairness, was never brought in to be a, you know, to sack the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know that was kind of a luxury pick to fortify the interior of the defensive line. But nonetheless, man, four. First-round draft picks on the D-line in the last five years, and those four names got you a grand total of 12, a number that 11 players in the league got on their own. Mm. What do you make – what do you guys make of Ed Reed? I don't think Ed Reed – I get the frustration and I get the shock value of Mm. searching for it on YouTube or social media – but I don't. I think Ed, Ed, I think Ed Reed handled that whole thing very unprofessionally. Okay. Here's what happened. If you haven't seen it, Ed Reed took the Bethune Cookman job apparently just over the phone, and then he showed up up there and he realized that facilities wise and otherwise they're way way behind. And then rather than address that with the university, you know, he went viral and he gave the whole world a tour and just talking about how trash the whole thing was. <laughs> yep. And so then BCC said, yeah, well, never mind. We're not going to ratify that contract. And so the problem is this. What then he does another thing. Another then he, one. Then yes. he went on an No, I don't want to leave. And like I told you, I want all these recruits. But they got some corrupt people in this world, some evil people that don't care about kids like I do. So I want y'all to hear the truth from me. I ain't withdrawing my name. I got the receipts. They got all kind of stuff going on around here. Hoarding these buildings with nothing but trash in them. You understand me? And Dion was right. And I know I'm right. And they got some people in here who be snitching to their ass. And I work amongst Judas as Jesus walked with him. Oh boy. And I ain't have a problem with it. I mean, settle down. It's Bethune Cookman, bro. Here's an idea. <laughs> so now the latest is. Here's an uh, idea, though, before we get there. Yeah. Here's how you professionally get a head coaching job in college football. Team shows interest. You go to their campus. You look at the facilities. You talk to the people. If you see a, oh boy, no, this isn't the right job, you politely decline. Maybe point out to them you might want to fix these things and move along. You don't take the job and then do a sightseeing tour of what a trash program you came to. Do you? Hall of Famer Edger. <laughs> Am I missing something? Hall of Famer Edrin James reveals that Ed Reed had billionaires set to invest in Bethune-Cookman football and build new facilities. Now, again, he was on last night, and he was, you know, he just, uh, they were doing an interview, and he was with this guy. It might have been his lawyer. I'm not sure. His lawyer a couple times said, Ed, settle down. Yeah. He was on with, like, Roland Martin. Uh-huh. And he says, and Ed's like, you know, because they're, you know, Ed had other, Jackson State offered me a job. Grambling. Well, why I mean, wouldn't you take those? Why would you take BCC? So, Florida. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm worried about him more. Is it? You know. Is he okay? Uh, uh, Honestly, I, <laughs> I, I, those are kind of yeah. Like those ramblings are over the top, and, and I'm not being fun. You know, no, there's nothing I'm funny wor- about I don't it. Know. But I'm the not position worried about that, the, not? Pos- no. the position that he played that's in just the who he, he is? took to the yeah. head. That's just who he is. That's just who he is. He, well, you got to know that if you're Bethune Cookman, then that's what you're stepping into. If that's what you want, yeah. that's fine. But because now, yesterday, there's protests down at Bethune Cookman with the students. And they're saying the conditions are terrible to live in. And but they already knew that. Though. Mold and mildew. Like, and that's, that's not new news. That's it's not old, new news no, at Bethune Cookman? Absolutely not, man. All right. All right. Again, if you're Ed Reed, go take a look at it before you take it.
Agreed. I mean, Ed Reed's just been, you know, what, what, he was like an advisor in Miami, right? Just uh-huh. an advisor. So I think he right, got, he's on, like on the staff. I mean, yeah. not officially, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it's, a, it's, it is what it is at this point. But yeah, he's not, uh, he won't be coaching at Bethune Cook. No. Safe to say. Won't be coaching at Bethune Cook. But Kellen Moore. Is uh, been uh, getting interviewed with Carolina. They've interviewed Caldwell, Reich, Wilkes, uh, Evero, Steichen, Dorsey, Kafka, Peyton. You know, it's uh, Peyton's got a second one with Denver. You know what's uh, uh, these coaching searches are, are odd in that in the respect of the timing and they allow because it's just bad timing because who do you interview when you want to hire somebody? Usually somebody's coaching in the playoffs because they're having success. Mm-hmm. If they're a coordinator or such. So Can't they do it in between the championship and Super Bowl, though. I think they can. No, they do it now. Like Dan Quinn spent a lot of his day Friday before, and he had a short work week and he spent a lot of his day. He had two interviews. Dan Quinn should probably get another job. And when you look at what he did in Atlanta, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Also, the new coordinator franchise. in San Fran. Um, D'Amico. D'Amico. Yeah, D'Amico he did, Ryan. He did a couple of them also. Yeah. I think he's going to get Houston. Well, he's, he's so got Houston from ties, Houston. right? Yeah, he played for the Texans. Yeah, I would. De- if I was Houston, I'd jump on him right yeah. now. Yeah. I'd still hire him, and I yeah. like that guy. And everybody raves about him. J.J. Watt endorsed him. J.J. Watt said, when I came to Houston, I went and lived where D'Amico Ryan's lived because it made sense to me that I should follow him. I mean, that's all I need. You're hired. He's had great at San Francisco. Defense is ferocious. Yeah, man. I mean, they got talent, but they're ferocious. And I, he's he seems like a perfect hire. So that's who I would. That's who I would go get. But if you're Houston, here's my advice to you. And I, you know, now that the Wizards gone, and the Wizard destroyed that franchise, as we know. But if you're Houston, here's my advice: you got to give the guy more than a year. Can't just yeah, it's been kind hire of a, a coach. Yeah, been a, like, it's been shuttle a him out after a year, and then hire another coach, and then shuttle him out after a year. You just can't do that. That is a messed up. I am um, when it comes to this year's draft and the perceived needs of the Jags, and where a lot of mock drafts go, and an opinion that I think you share, almost everyone I've heard share. I do not share in. I'm swimming against the stream in one position, and the importance of drafting it high. What's that? Corner. Oh, I'm not on this corner train that everyone else is on. I'm much more, I think it's much more important to get a pass rush. Much more important. I don't think Williams and Campbell are below average by any stretch. Look oh. what, I don't think I'll tell you who's got an amazing defense. How are they doing it? It's the Bengals with 35 sacks and Eli Apple starting a corner. Along with Mike Hilton, who, as you've mentioned, is a former Jag. That, yeah. that doesn't overwhelm you with, with profile. That's no. for sure. No. But I, I'm just I say that because somebody sent in a mock draft. They keep coming out and again. I see a corner mocked in round one. I would much prefer to find an edge rusher in round one and hope to hit a home run. Which is more important to hit a home run? Which would benefit the team more, edge rusher or corner? Right now, going into next year, that's edge, edge rusher. rusher. I'd be too. Yeah, I see a lot. Of, don't you see an awful lot of mocks corner in, in round one to the Jags? I have. Yeah. See, I, I pick me up a corner in round four, man. I don't think we're dead at corner at all. I think we're. Okay, there, and they were much better. I wonder how you're much. Still, but you're losing. Uh, Herndon probably gone, and and Shaq's gone. Yeah, so you, yeah. You need three. But yeah, so. but I don't know if you do need to spend a first round pick on one. But maybe you do. I, look, that's the beauty of picking twenty fourth is if there's a guy who overwhelms you, you know. But you better be right about your overwhelming. You know, we've had guys overwhelm us at that position in the draft, and they're terrible. See, Caleb on Chase on. Yeah. Right. He overwhelmed him at twenty, and we've got nothing out of the the kid. 
plays hard, but doesn't produce. Anyway, I just, I know corners, it seems to be a hot topic. And, you know, if you you see the Jags list of needs, it's always one or two. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, what, where else would you go? I would definitely, well, uh, if you're not going edge, where are you going? It, where, because of where they are, mm-hmm. maybe that tight end. Look, the Eagles had Ertz in his prime, and what did they do? They drafted Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. And, and had years where they both had 60, 70 catches. Pretty sure they had a year where they were both, may, Goddard may not. I got one that m- mock here. They're, they're taking Dalton Kincaid. That was the tight end from Utah. Gave the Gators fits. Yeah. Um, so that would go along your lines. But if Jackson Smith and Jigbo was there at 26, I would take him over Dalton Kincaid in a New York second. Are we 26 or 24? 26. Well, this one has us 25. I think we're 24. I think we're 24. Yeah, I've heard 24. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I mean, I got I got all kinds of guys. I, that Darnell Washington's an intriguing cat. At Georgia tight end? Uh-huh. I wonder where you could get him. He just didn't produce. Such a big guy, man. I'm yeah. kind of tired of these big athletic airport yeah. guys from Georgia. <laughs> There's some concern, you know, that they got another one of those up there ready to Jalen Carter could fit that same kind of mode, much like Trayvon. He didn't have. Well, he had a better year than Trayvon. But didn't have the kind of year that screams number one pick. And right now it seems like that's where he's penciled in. Let's take a a phone call on the fair and fair phone lines and uh, bring Joe U in. Joe to the U. Good morning, sir. Top of the morning, boys. I was talking about the every situation. Um, Yeah. The idea of this primetime mode of hiring these celebrity coaches is just not a good deal when the coach primetime had coached before you know he coached these all-star games in mm-hmm. high schools he had a little makeshift high school what about like eddie george at tennessee eddie, state how's he done eddie george quietly getting it done yeah but if you look at ed you know i love ed i'm a diehard hurricane yeah five four boy he never coached bro he was assistant coach at buffalo once for one year and he hated it right and he's not the type of person that you know he's shown He's not going to be the face of a program. If your first thing you're going to do is run the Instagram, start talking about. And if you look at the interview yesterday, he and the guy said they came, to, they liked the campus. That's why they came there. Right. My daughter went to Bethune-Cookman her freshman year. Okay. I haven't been there in probably five years. Okay. The campus is always been pristine. I really, I never had any problems with the campus. From what I understand. Living conditions were fine. Through that. Yeah. Well, they did have an issue with mold, much like Georgetown. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the news. Their universe, everything. Every school has problems. Right. And like I said, that administration, I was very impressed when there was the, it was mold in the dorms. They mm-hmm. moved the kids to a different dorm. Okay. They're very responsive. And I I thought that school did a lot for the kids that they have there. They okay. Hard. And I had no problem with Bethune-Cookman. And I I think they fumbled this search because of what, what happened with primetime. They shouldn't have announced it because they didn't have a contract with them. Right. So he came there. Everybody was all excited. By the way, by the way, Joe, you it might have been worse if he did have a contract because clearly he would have said the same stuff, and I mean it would have been some sort of you know legal deal there if they because I don't care if he had a contract. That guy was angry about the whole situation, and it's not. I I get it being angry. I just it was not handled the right way. And Joe Joe pointed out some of that. The The professional acumen, yeah, and the commitment. And to your point, the commitment. You know, Dion has now proven with another move to Colorado. He's got some commitment, some stick to it, which we wondered about Dion. Quite frankly, when these guys got all the success and all this money, they don't need the bank. It's it impresses me that Dion wants to make a difference, and at least at that lower level, he did. 
Yeah, I think Ed loves the kids and that type of thing. But you you have to have a certain mentality when you're a head ball coach. You're the face of right. the program. You have yeah, Ed to have... needs to be. You're right. Ed needs to be an assistant. You know, a, a, a defensive raw raw guy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Oh, Joe. you can develop it. You yeah, you got to start coaching somewhere. Yeah. work your way up. So, I oh agree. hey, Will Mallory will be available in the fourth. Jack. Oh yeah. Got, yeah, got ties here to Jack. His dad I, used to be the receiver coach. Yeah. Providence kid. Like him. All right. Um, we will uh, debut this year's brunch with a tour. Oh. Next on the drill. Let's dive right into it as we bring Stuart Moore back <laughs> from the uh, executive vice president now. Congratulations on the promotion. Yeah, it's great. Thank you very uh, much. At the is that, PGA Tour. Is that tour. really his title? You just do it out Absolutely there? not. Yeah. No, Absolutely okay. not. Are you yeah. back in the building five days a week now? Uh, I kind of, here's this new thing I like okay. to do that's what probably not great for my career. I yeah. like to work at home on Mondays. Monday home. I don't listen. Yeah. Everyone's like, rah, let's go. Yeah. Hey, you ready for that? No, you man. ease back. Yeah, in. I like to ease you back. You have that software that, that, that monitors whether or not you're actually working. <laughs> Does the PGA Tour put that on your Well, it depends on who you ask, because right. I'm sure a few people are. I, I like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yeah. the other days are TBD. And now the great news is with brunch with the tour back, you don't even have to go in until later in the morning. It's the best, because I do have a 9 o'clock catch-up with Jared Rice, so yes. I tell him that I stick around shooting the you-know-what yes. with you guys for 10 minutes. Which, and is, then, which is great yeah. for, for the players, and... Which, by the way, is not that far away already. Yeah, we're uh, the, the PTSD, the anxiety. It's uh, yeah. it's it's here. It's okay. I think we're like forty two days out. I think forty two is wow, the measure. Yeah, six it's, weeks. Huh? When do it's, the cat? When do the caddies get to come out and play? The we have a date yet? Yeah. yeah, we do. You guys? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Feb five. Feb, I think. Feb six. All right. Feb six. You're All getting right. the invite today. All right, wonderful. Yeah. Nice. I've got. And I, we I, have them already. I, yeah. pay I will not name this certain person. I sent out a few invites, and this, <laughs> so everyone knows this is the local media day for players, where we right. invite the media to come out and play. There's One a duty of the best in the golf pool. courses in the world. That let's say if you just went there off the street, it'd probably cost you like seven hundred dollars right now. That's about right. Yeah. He said, "I would love to play. Thank you for the invite. Can you do me a favor and text me a reminder two days before the outing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, on yeah. it. I put it in my phone. Come on, name names. What about uh, I'll name what about uh, Tillo? Damn it, what happened to Tillo? Tillo is now uh, in t- tournament business affairs on the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay. So we've got Miranda. Did, did we move her out or is she still here? No, exact? no. She promotes a new job. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we I, gave her congratulations. She's the best. Yeah. yeah. And I think she has I all this her. great background here with the players and mm-hmm. with PR and Shout out to her. Getting yeah. into that business. Also biz, a good golfer. Probably side. better than yeah. you. Yeah, probably better. Not, not saying much these days. <laughs> oh, no. Former tour player now. You put Tiger Woods was in front of you once. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, I mean, it sounds really yeah. pathetic. What are we talking about here? Jeez. So anyway, she's been replaced by Miranda Rossum, who came uh-huh. from the Jumbo Shrimp, who's fantastic. Who, All right. Yeah. Read Miranda Rice. Well, you come well, back She there. served in the Navy, Naval what? Academy and then uh, overseas for four years, Whoa. so be nice to her. C- catch us up on what the new modern PGA Tour is going to look like. I don't remember, some Most of these changes have occurred since we finished. Yeah, I think tour. we finished mm-hmm. maybe around tour championships. So yeah. they, they've, they've ratcheted up. So put it in layman's terms, what your, what your average PGA Tour fan can expect. Um, as opposed to how it's looked in the past. So I, I think the the one big thing that we talk about is the designated events, which I think when we started it, just to, the, just from a verbiage standpoint, they were kind of elevated. We've gone with designated, but these are essentially your majors, the Players' Championship, the WGCs, WGC at this point, uh, the three playoff events, and then select elevated events. Is uh, Torrey Pines one? Torrey Pines is not one. Well, so it'd be, Will that will that rotate from year to year or is it, it always could, going to be it the could. same that's still tbd but so it's century tournament of champions we're getting ready to go on a great run with waste management genesis api arnold palmer invitation all select players mm-hmm. all yeah now tell designated. what does that mean if it's a designated event how does that so differ gonna, from say tory this week which isn't it's going to be an elevated purse and then when you look at the top players in our game some based off the pip ranking etc the pip 
they are essentially expected, if eligible, to compete in those events. So that was a little bit of the clarification which came out because, for instance, you know, Ricky Fowler finishes top 10 in the PIP. He probably mm-hmm. will every year. He's just uber popular. Mm-hmm. But if he's not eligible for the Masters, he's not expected right. to compete in the Masters. So it's not an eligibility category. Well, it's, it's smart from this standpoint. I, mean, I see where you're going here. What it's going to do is the players that are popular with the fans, whether or not they're still great players, you're going to make sure they're at the events, right? Sure. But yeah. that that's the reason for putting – and pip guys in correct. in fields that they haven't otherwise earned their way into. And I think Rory said it best. He's you know he's a big NFL fan, and he said when the schedule comes out, if he sees Chiefs, Bucks, you know this, he said this last yeah. year. I expect to see Brady and Mahomes. Yeah. And the one thing, and and Tiger was always the best at it. And God bless him. We you know we owe him a lot, and he could do it. He would commit a lot of times Friday prior at four fifty p.m. And so mm-hmm. these events could never really. Market Tiger Correct. until he's officially in the field. Well, now, although although you always had kind of a sense, kind of knew, but playing, I mean, yeah. you're probably not going to put that spin is, behind is it. The PGA right. Tour. Uh, there was more news on this this virtual golf league that Tiger and Rory are putting together. Yep. I, I saw Colin Morikawa, Adam Scott, I believe, yep. or, or recently. Is the PGA Tour aligned with that at we all? Are, Do you cross? We are. All right, tell us what this virtual tour is and how it is going to be presented so it's a little i was about to say american gladiator which is probably a horrible but it's essentially down in south florida um there's basically going to be an indoor you know these these simulators is a massive business now right right? you you play seven at pebble beach you feel like you're there and Mm -hmm. and so there's going to be a short game area there's going to be a simulator for the long game and they're essentially going to bring in some of the best players in the world you've seen the roster so far spearheaded by tiger and rory and some other guys that have committed recently to come in and compete virtually X number of times per year, um, I think it's going to be on Mondays, so it doesn't really conflict with um, TV with turn with well with with tournaments. Yeah, so guys can do this. So do we have TV get, on this? Or yeah, no? yeah, it'll be yeah. They'll be prepackage so, it though. Yeah, right, I think, yeah. So Mike McCarley, who was a former president of Golf Channel, a few others involved. The tours involved. Tiger and Rory helping to spearhead it from a player standpoint, but really kind of. You know, it's it's almost like I don't want to say like esports, but tapping into this massively yeah, yeah. popular. Right. How often are these going to play, and when do they start? Are uh, they going to be weekly, no, like no, every week? No, no, they'll start one? in twenty twenty four. Oh, so we're a ways. So, yeah, away. we got a ways away. So I think you know, I think maybe maybe six to eight times the first year, something like that, yeah. off the top of my head. But it'll be interesting. I'm not a big simulator guy or anything. Yeah, I'd rather go play the real golf course. But well, I was going to say, well, these guys are rich enough, you know, they could just fly to these <laughs> courses where you're going to have select holes, go play them, right. and then mix but it all together. But, but also, it's like an arena, though. So it's going to be the live studio yeah. audience component. Yeah, but that's I, different. I, I mean, think, whatever. I, I think the I, interesting part, I'm very curious to see it, and I've seen all the, you know, designs, but, like, what's the short game area look like? Is, yeah. Does the green move to have the contours of whatever, 12 and August? I, I mean, my, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to accuse anybody beforehand, but Robo Tiger may very well just kind of rig the simulator so no matter how tiger hits it the ball is perfect and he wins every week that's the thing with simulators that i don't yeah, yeah. robo like robo is fi- going to get in there and fuse them i, like I, mean, to I, find would, it say, I would say this i hope it's my hope and prayer that we finally have been able to satisfy the financial needs of some of these young golfers who are out there grinding <laughs> trying to make their way on the tour and now with the Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars available both through Mondays and during the week and the select tournaments that everybody don't forget about and the pip pip bonuses. But I've got a new favorite golfer. Oh no! I'm excited to announce my guy. It's off to a great start. Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, give me some. This guy, my boy. Listen, you play a one course ferry tour pro am. Listen, yep. When he's at the first timers this year. Oh yeah, which he's almost. Got to be there, right? He's going to qualify for that. Yeah. Sucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. He should. When my guy's there, you bring him to me. 
Oh, wow. When you bring him what to What a me, mandate. Go ahead, please. You got to tell him, look, this guy said he played with you in the Bahamas, so act like you remember. Because he won't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He'll have no clue. You know how many pro-ams these yeah, guys play? Right. Yeah. He'll have no remembrance whatsoever. Every time he's But I did play. tell him, when you get to the players, you'll come on our radio show and be on mm-hmm. the first-timers. So. Yeah. Oh, he'll do that. Yeah. He'll do that. We're going to have a lot of first-timers uh, yes, this year. We are. Yeah, it's a lot of be... guys kind of hauled but yeah. rear on us. So. Cut us. Cut us. A... Well, we won't have the defending champ. He's gone somewhere else. I'm not sure who's that. Anyway, back to Taylor <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> Taylor Montgomery's a guy to get to know. He's a good golfer, man. He's had a couple of good he, tournaments. Does he live here or no? He was he's a Vegas, Vegas guy. Yeah, right? yeah. His yeah. dad was the GM or is the GM at Shadow Creek. Yeah. So this kid cut his chops playing like money games with Jordan. I don't know who's backing him. Yeah. I don't think All right, he, let's do he this. Let, let's, t- let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's make our picks our as picks. they go to Torrey Pines. I just pretty have clear one question. The, pretty clear who the hottest golfer in the world is. Yeah. One question when we do the picks. Yeah. Are we playing for first or are we playing for last this year? How do you want to do it? We played for first last year, but E.T. is yet to uh, reap I'm the working reward, on it. rewards of that. Jared, I need a quarter uh, I, 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 I got to be honest. Yeah. I, I'm not about putting myself um, on the line. up on the wheel. No. Yeah. So I say we play for first, but maybe we all – comes out of our own pockets. How about that? We'll, we'll discuss in the evolve. break. Yeah. And we'll like come it. back with an announcement next right here on the And we'll make picks for this week's event. Again, it's a great golf course. Talk a little bit about Torrey Pines and some of the history and uh, what can – uh, we can expect there this week. You're listening to the Brunch with the Tour on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. We haven't decided what we're going to do. We'll figure it out and make a, a decision moving forward. This we're always on season. top of this. Yeah. But we'll get the standings I, going. We'll I end. definitely owe E something. For That's yeah. yeah. The tour does. He's Not you he's personally. Large, i got to be honest with you. He's, I, I don't, I'm saying E Maybe you trust weight, him. but like E. Maybe trust the guy who you ask what he's size He's looking are like you? a former Jag over here. Big, you talking about he's Uh-oh. buff? Look at him. Here we go. Uh-oh. Look at him. Oh, boy. Look at this. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, no! He's taking off his clothes, ladies and gentlemen. Full shirt off. Wow! I mean, just keep it off. I'm going to just take my picks just like this. I like it. Good Lord. Listen, there we go. Shower this morning? Dan, don't catch the fever. Just leave your stuff on. Can you imagine? Do these side by side, the three of us? I'm afraid. Holy cow. Man. Brady. All right. All right. Here's uh, what, all right. So yeah, that, that was your gift for winning last year. By we, the way, we, just... we will we will do it. Um, we'll come up with uh, whatever the, either the prize or the punishment is. But for now, we're just going to make the picks. Keep on schedule here. We uh, are farmers. Bop, 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 yeah, bop. and Torrey Pines is a famous golf course. It's hosted right. the U.S. Open and, and a PGA. Yeah. It's, it's so that, I mean, yeah, events. they well they play two courses, right? The South and the North. The South is the, the, the main one, one yeah. right? So that's the one you're going to play on the weekends. And um, yeah, it's, so it's been been a it really kind of got famous through through tiger um just committing every year you know and winning every year winning basically yeah. every year he didn't grow up in san diego but grew up in cyprus not too far away and then obviously you know a certain lefty uh played a lot there too and then yeah the u.s open obviously 2008 yes. where tiger uh defeated rocco on the on the half leg uh and then we saw john rom uh certainly the, the favorite this week before, got his first tour title there and then uh, a couple years later gets, wins the u.s open before we do the picks just you, you jog something in me. I wanted to ask uh, you guys. No, Tiger's I... greatest major win is. Well, I mean, it depends on how you want to characterize. What it. is the most memorable that you'll carry the, with you? Like when the, they the, when they show the first highlight of Tiger, it's what? I I think it's the his first Masters. I Isn't that something though. Yeah, it is the '97 Masters yeah. out of all the majors. He won but, so many, and, there, was, and there are a lot of memorable ones. Because he, was, see, I think it's the '08 Open because of his age. U.S. Open. What about the ones though, where he like I think of him at Pebble, where he just la- was it Pebble, where he left the field, yeah, right? Pebble, oh, yeah. Pebble, St. he Andrews. beat him by fifteen yeah. or yeah. something. So or, or or 
you know, making a putt against Bob May and pointing yeah, out yeah. as it's I mean, there's well, so I, many. Yeah. I'll give you the moment. There's yeah. one highlight to me it's that sixteen at the Masters. Yeah, where Bet- the ball hangs yeah. on the yeah. left. With yeah. the Nike. Yeah. 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 yeah, that one's classic. Chris yeah. DeMarco was on the verge of being your Masters yes, champion. It, you could argue, wasn't meant to is be. it arguable that Tiger's second most noteworthy shot is the better than most from the players? Yeah, yeah, right? I think so. I think so. To too. golfer, golf, fa- hardcore golf fans yeah. like you guys would probably tell me the Canadian Open shot. Yeah, well, that's where he hits yeah. it out of the bunker in over the, dark, the water, Glen over Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that might be one of the greatest shots ever. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. that might not. Yeah. The thing I always get stuck on with the '97 Masters, as amazing as it was, uh-huh. it was such a runaway that I can't remember. So, what's like, your pick? What he did on what's 15? Yours? Yeah, oh, but here's why. Hundred percent, Tory Pines. It's, the, it's yeah. the runaway to me for this reason. It was his first one. Yep. He shot a 40 on the front nine of yeah. the event. 40-30 I mean, on 30. Thursday. That's yeah. just unbelievable. All right. You got a really good field. Really you good know, field. A better field than you're going to see at any other golf tournament. In, and let me – can I just interject know. real yes, quick? Yeah. I think this is – I mean, the notion that this this the designated events versus the non-designated like events – Like it would kill the was, non. Yeah. I mean, look at Amex last week. It was fantastic. John Rahm winning a great field. We have another great field at Farmers this week. This one's even better. Both, quote-unquote, non-designated. I mean, yeah. these guys are not just playing these designated events. They're playing a lot of different events. They, you know, they just – they love these golf courses, so – yeah. Um, I think it's good for us. All right, so I think E should go first. I don't remember the order. Whoa, last whoa! Year. I think E goes last because he won. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. I watch usually how we. Who do. finished last? Okay, I don't uh, remember. I have no idea. It's probably it was one of you two. I think I finished <laughs> second. Sorry, I didn't, wow. mean, to, I didn't wow. mean to put it like that. I came uh, out you can go first, Dick. I don't care. Well, if I'm going first, I'm going yeah. John Rom. <laughs> <laughs> I shocked the world. I definitely here. had John Rom written on mine because yeah. I thought I'd go the world first. Here. I'll go. Uh, John. I'm going to go. Uh, I will go equally as shocking and play another guy who plays well in Southern California and it was good last week. Xander Shoffley. Oh, that's what I was going to go with. Every day I'm shuffling, shuffling, um, shuffling. And by the way, if he wins, he's a great interview. Hmm. Xander. Yeah. <laughs> that was facetious. <laughs> was, yeah. Sorry, that one took me. Stewie, a you're up. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually not a great interview. Let's no. go. Uh, let's go. Let's <laughs> he go. and his buddy Cantley cut from the same cloth. Oh man, he's the worst interview. Can I say? Yeah, I'm going to get a yeah. note from someone. I, I all it took was one first timers interview for never me to, again for me to, to, oh, to never again. That. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Did CRPR bring him over? Oh, yes, yeah. we got him. And you first got you timer. Could, first timer. He was awful. Anything. No, yeah. no he was didn't want to play along. No, no sense of humor. No, and you guys are funny. Like no, he didn't pick up no on it. expansion. That's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. weird. Pat, no point, thanks, thanks for joining us. Good luck. Yeah, we'll never talk to him again. Immediately say because <laughs> he had like didn't he have like a fifty nine at Connecticut? Yeah, and all UCLA kinds of guys. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he great. Yeah, it was still awful. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Tony. F- <laughs> let's go, Tony Finau. <laughs> Tony okay. Finau. I shouted him down one time at the players. <laughs> Yo, Bigfoot. Yeah. He's did he, did he shout back? Oh, yeah, good guy. Dan, to be a professional <laughs> broadcaster, does a lot more like shouting at things like this than you would normally associate with the position. Yeah. It's a little disrespectful. Well, that's true. It's okay. You get two picks there, champ. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ's going with Colin Morikawa. Okay. And Justin Thomas. Oh, you took Justin Thomas. Mm, I sure did. All right. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, is it me? No, it's Oh, no, Stewie. it's me. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna go a little Max Homa. Yeah, I'm feeling Max. I, I like this Max Homa. He's one of my favorite guys. I don't know how good he's playing right now, so yeah. that scares me a little bit. Well, he was third at the century, so I imagine he's doing okay. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy. I don't pick this guy much. I don't really believe in him. I'd I'd rather not pick him. I wish my boy Tom Kim was in the field. I'd go with him, but I'm gonna take you know Hicks boy the Bean. You taking the Bean? I'm taking oh, the Bean. Nice. Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris. Who yeah. knows who whose mom is Doris? Yeah. You know who, um, mm-hmm. 
And his sister's name rhymes with. Oh, Lord. And I'll wrap it up by <laughs> jumping right in with excitement. My guy, TM. Taylor, Taylor Montgomery. Montgomery. Shame, wow. He's not in the field. That's going to hurt. No, he is. I'm yes, kidding. I know. I know, you'll put, I know you'll be putting him on that fantasy roster this week. Last week, we started our fantasy. I had him and I took him we off. We had our fantasy golf season, okay, before he claims him as his guy. It's my guy. Okay. So I, by the way, I didn't even know that that was his guy. When Stewie. I, oh, I knew. I picked, guy? No, yeah. my Stewie point, knew. My point is we filled out our rosters. I had him on my roster, which was good because he was top five. Let me tell you how your but point is. I didn't is, know who he was. Let me tell you how your point is flawed. Why? Stewie Moore, who I consider a friend but nothing – Compared to Although you, you, do, you never text me back. By the way, oh, Good we're not friend, good at that. He knew, he knew exactly who Taylor Montgomery was, yeah. and you're sitting there, who I've told the story to probably a dozen times. I didn't even know Twice. that you do Taylor Montgomery. He's not told me the story. A dozen I mean, times. it's unbelievable. He story. told the story one time uh-huh. about a uh-huh. about uh-huh. a hoot, about a uh-huh. corn fairy guy he played Bahamas. with. Bahamas. I don't know which Exuma. one it is. Exuma baby. Stewie, am I supposed to remember that? Yeah, because yeah. I you predict know the because, greatest for because you at one point played behind him in the green. Well, I mean, I, mean, look, I, I don't like me, to talk about I my mini tour career that much. I didn't know, so I had him on my team, and he—that's my guy. He said, I didn't uh, know what he was talking career about. Career earnings, Stewie. I missed the uh, not that high. Um, <laughs> I missed the the the, more, the yelling every yeah. Tuesday morning. Well, it's yeah. back. Yeah, it's back. I know. I was driving our, my son to school. And today but, wasn't directed at you. Yeah. I know. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. We, we yell more out of football season than we do in football season. I told uh, I told my son Whitman driving to school this morning. I was going back on the radio, and he goes, "Is that the place in the building that looks like it was from Stranger Things?" <laughs> Really old with all the satellites. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's so the place. That's good it. to be back. It's the upside yes, down world right. where you win and you don't get your prize, ET. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. That's brunch with the tour. We're yeah. off and running, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week and we'll be back with more on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. the plays on and off the field now get ready for the locket law high school report brought to you by locket law no before you blow all right we got uh listen there are a lot of dynasties in town d- different sports and different schools but bartram trail women's soccer is one of the best around right and we've got two yeah. seniors who have been playing at a dominant level for since you guys were freshmen right anna yeah anna bachman and olivia Bory. Okay. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, are both here with us. They're both you shoot, you score. Yeah, they're both seniors. Uh, you guys have how many? Have you won one state or two states? Two states. They've won two one states state, two since state, they've three been state there. State more. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't win last year. Uh oh. So Uh-oh. their last go around, I'm, I'm sure there's a determination, Anna, to go all the way, right? Yes, definitely. Tell it me was. about your team and talk closer into the mic for me. Oh, sorry. There, you're um, fine. Yeah, this year has been like a lot of motivation just to come back. Mm-hmm. And win, um, but we've definitely come together as a team these past couple months, mm-hmm. and very excited for playoffs this year. Okay, so Olivia, how are we doing so far? We're doing really good this year. Yeah, twelve zero and two. Twelve zero and two. So we're just going to try to keep on winning and keep the undefeated streak. Those are draws, Prost. I two. understand. Thank you. <laughs> Who did you draw with? Uh, St. John's uh, County Day, and then also Montverde Academy. And yeah. St. John's was what was the score of that game? One 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 one. one. Oh, that's good a game. draw, Hick. That is um, a draw. Tie is what I like to call it. It's a, it's like a. It's a different beast to kind of handle your own expectations, right? You guys can't finish this season if you don't win state. It's not a good year. Am I right? I mean, there is no outcome other than winning at all. I mean, do you, 
They're like the, re- they're like the Buffalo Bills. Well, there's a lot of them that are like that, but I mean, and we've we've talked to other ones in other sports, yeah. but uh, that's the reality. That's not just saying that, right? Yeah. Definitely. You expect to be able to do that, and does that become even more important? Knowing for one, it's your last go round, and for two, it's not like you, just, you lost last year, but you lost, I guess, what you would call your arch rival, no? In <laughs> yeah. Creekside, right? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they don't want to talk about. They don't it. want to. They don't want to reference Creekside. In yeah, way. I mean that school up north, I guess. Is that what it is? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how do you handle those, like, those expectations? Um, we definitely, like, have the expectation of we want to still, like, want to win the state champ. That's always our main goal whenever, like, we're thinking about our goals this year. And so it's just, like, every practicing, especially this week, we have a lot of time off. It's mm-hmm. getting better. And mm-hmm. especially staying focused. So, when do the playoffs start? They start next week. We'll oh, so we're here already. It's go time. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. How many, how, what, excuse my ignorance. How many steps are they until you're playing for state? What are you going to win? Four games and then you're playing for state or we three? Have the seat, like two versus one versus. Oh, that's four. just a schedule. District, yeah, yeah districts, district. yeah. and then, then we have champs. Regional, or yeah, district champs and regional. Mm-hmm. Two regional games, and then you go to the final four. Yeah, and then final four. Yeah. So, so a couple more games still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you? Does it work like a, like? Do you have to win district to go to the playoffs, or not necessarily? Um, not districts. The n- number one and number two seed automatically go through for districts. Okay, and then after regionals, it's like if you lose, you're out. Yeah. So, did you play Creeks? Would you play Creekside in districts and then again, perhaps yes. in the yes. playoffs? Yes. Is okay. that what happened last year or no? Uh, yes. Yeah. Then <laughs> the first matchup, did y'all y'all won the first one or yeah. yeah? And then the one that that sent them on to the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you a lot would, of good soccer around here, aren't there, right? I mean, you get a lot, it, not just now playing in high school, but if you've been here for a while, I'm sure growing up playing in the youth soccer, the oh, travel yeah. soccer, it's, yeah. you guys don't have any idea how far that's come and you know since we got here. Oh, they've, how, they've how much, been traveling. Yeah, how much that helped prepare you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like the main reason like this area is so good is just like the clubs like nearby, and um, definitely has helped us prepare and like grow as players for this. Mm-hmm. Olivia, how many goals have you scored this year? Do you know? 15, 16? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you play up. You're a senior. You're going to where to play soccer? I'm playing at Florida Atlantic University. Florida Atlantic? Okay, down the road? Oh, you're going to love that. It's right there on the ocean. And Boca. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville the kids basketball go there. power this year, Hick. I don't know if you know that. They beat they're, the Gators. They're, they're a ranked basketball yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, they are. And Anna, you're also playing collegiate soccer. Where are you headed? Yeah, I'm going to play at Mercer University. Oh, okay. All right. Now, why did you decide on Mercer? Um, It just was a good fit for me, like, mm-hmm. as far as the school and then, like, just, like, the environment and the coaching staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. your, dad's, your dad is a Braves fan, right? Yes. So that, that'll true. lure him up there during, exactly. the, right, during the spring. You'll get him up yeah. there for sure. Is he one of those, like, crazy dads? Because I've seen some <laughs> videos. And Aren't stuff. we all, Hick? Is there a non-crazy dad? <laughs> might be one or two. With the competitive most... daughters that play at that level, is there a non-crazy dad? I do know one. Okay. But is <laughs> I don't your, know any. Would I you the... qualify your dad as a crazy dad, yes or no, Anna Baca? <laughs> because Olivia's shaking her head yes. I just <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> That's not. what he does. You see what I deal with every Every day yeah. <laughs> tells lies about like that yeah. about me like 10, 15 times a morning. Do you when you're playing the game, Anna? Yes. Do you hear your dad? Actually, I mean a good amount, but not as much as it could. Be. <laughs> I used to hear mine. I used to yeah. hear Holmes. Oh yeah, yeah. you always zero in on. I your... hear him. I would just I used be, to be mortified. Able... I'd pull I the helmet down further. I can't even whistle, and <laughs> I used to be able to like my my sons could hear my whistle yeah. because they knew it was like an off kilter bad yeah. whistle. Right. And I'd look at him and I'd be like, back up, back up, mm. or whatever. So, how? Tell me about uh, your family. Well, my dad is John Bachman. He's yes. a news anchor. <laughs> is he? Yes. Does he do? And how does he do? Is he a good news anchor? Is that your station, right? Oh, Bachman! <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that. Guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm now sure. I get it. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. You have two uh, lovely sisters. Yes. A beautiful mom. Yes. Big family affair. Right. <laughs> yes. They go to all your games. Yes. When they can. Very great supporters. I can't yes. do without them. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Olivia? Uh, I have mom and dad and two brothers. Two brothers, older or younger? Older. They're older. They beat you up a lot when you were a little girl and <laughs> it made you tougher. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do we got? When? So we don't have any games this week. This We're practicing. We're getting ready for the postseason. Okay, so and next or week is district title or nothing. Next week is district. So who do we have first? Uh, they have a game against Seaside and Atlantic Coast. Yeah, Atlantic Coast. But I think the same. The winner of that game yeah. will play. Oh. So we don't know. Okay, yet. what is the biggest margin of victory this year? Because pros- you're in your games. Like, what was oh. the biggest? Because Jeff doesn't like Mean Girls. So if you tell him we beat somebody thirteen to nothing, he's going to get mad. <laughs> So, what was no, your no, biggest? No, 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 no. That's not exactly accurate. If you beat somebody 13 nothing and you scored the 13th goal and y'all danced and high five, then okay. I'll be mad. Okay. That's what What yeah. was the biggest mark? Like, did you beat anybody by a wide margin this year? We have, like, we beat, like, 7-0. 7, okay. Yeah. Totally fair. All right. All nice right. girls. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. So, <laughs> the unrest you're trying to stir. What is your, this. now, over there at Bartram Trail, Anna, what is your favorite class? Mm, my favorite class? Yeah. Lunch. <laughs> no, these are smart girls. They are. Yeah, they I do recess. Like no, math, they still so have recess. Math. Is there, is there class. like a TikTok class now? <laughs> is there a TikTok? Can we social media class? They should probably teach one. Probably for should. Real. Stay probably off. Should. There you go. To be a short yeah. lesson for me. Bring your phones up here. <laughs> All right, now get out of here. So, who's your math teacher? Miss <laughs> Keating. Miss Keating. Shout out to Miss Keating. Keating. Yeah. And how about you, Olivia? What is your favorite class? <laughs> My favorite class is AP Econ. Oh, God. There's a story behind <laughs> that that we can't get into right I know. now. AP but, Econ. Yeah, she's yeah. holding it in. I mean, there's something. Yeah, there's a story there. Hickman. Yeah. And who's the... We had more time. We, we would get to the Who's the teacher line. there? Um, Mr. Frank. Okay. Shout out, Mr. Frank. Now, listen, I don't know if you two know this, but I also am in the academia world. I am an adjunct professor. Champ is here. Thank you. At the University of North Florida. Did you know that about me? I did not know that. Yeah, I teach the kids uh, about... Is this about the Lockett Law Hicken report? What are we doing? <laughs> it's a Lockett Law uh, uh, high school report. <laughs> okay. And we're talking about school. I got you. Yeah. So how about you're your, in your final semester of your senior years? What What is that like? Can you mail it in or do you have to still study? Um, Because you should be able to mail it class, in. Really? Depends on the class? Yeah. And the teacher. Yeah. What about econ? Yeah. We mailing it in on that one. Not AP econ, huh? AP econ. We supply and demand over uh, there in AP econ, man. Dave Denslow, Tulips. I do, yeah. And and so, uh, when do you go to Mercer in the fall? Yeah, I'll go to Mercer end of July. End of July. Yes. Summer B. We call that. Well, now would you I, think they probably started fall in August now? When, don't they? Yeah, yeah, when mom and dad drive you up there, do you think there'll be tears from dad? Are you the oldest? You're the first one to leave? I'm the first yeah. one, nice. so I think That's a tough one. That's no, a the, tough la- one. the last one leaving is the hardest. No, the last one, you get them out. It's the empty nest, then mom is not. Yeah. Yeah. You're last, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Where are your brothers? Are you at um, FAU, either one of them? One of them go, One of them's in UNF, and one of them's at UCF. Would it be good for you or bad for you if one of them was at FAU? We're going I mean, inside. I see this is a probing question. This is good. This is a good question. Um, I mean, I don't know. It'd be okay either way. Yeah, All right. I'd be okay with it. That's a good answer. All right, listen. Well, here's what the expectation is. When you come on the yeah, Lockheed High School or... Report, you got to win it all. Although, she might say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do it last year. And she's back. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but we, we're going to continue to follow you, your careers and congratulations. Yeah. I know it's a lot of work, and you guys uh, deserve your, your colleges. And, man, go have fun and enjoy your ride. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. All, all right. right. Anna Bachman, Olivia Boree, your host. We'll see you out. We appreciate it. We'll, we'll, I'm going to be watching those 
you know, we watch it for those scores now. Yeah. Do you want any? You got any message at all for Creekside? Any kind of guarantees? Anything you want to say wow. here on the program? As you know that you'll be playing them probably well, twice. It's always going to be a, like a big game as we are like we're mm-hmm. on the same road. So they're a good team. Don't you play with those? I mean, you know, yeah. you know yeah, those girls, like, right? A lot of those they're girls are friends. Love with. Yeah, yeah. 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 Love so it's kind of weird in a way. It's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that in all sports, and it I has know. been. You know, we moved out there and no. Six or seven, they were yeah. just starting, really. Yeah, Creekside great, was great sports programs over there. Yeah, they have. They've, they've both of them. They really do. Yeah. All St. John's County, really. So, yeah. mm-hmm. kudos, girls. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bring that's Anna Bachman, Olivia Bory. That's a lock and law high school report. Uh, no, before you blow, E'll help you guys on the way out. We got a couple more minutes to do here in the uh, in the segment as we turn our attention back to the NFL and back to uh, well, the end of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's been it's been crazy. And it was a great ride, and it was so much fun, and and then it ended. I thought this last night, Pross, I was like, it was Monday night, and my best sports bet was not a good one. What do you mean? It was like there was a suddenness of emptiness to me for, like, football is done, even though there's championship, conference championships and a Super Bowl, so there's enough there, but it was like the Knicks weren't playing. I had the Rangers. Well, they could be worse. The Hawks were. And they lost. Ugh, again. Yeah. And I noticed that um, yeah, you had a void. It was a void. Was Unless a you're going to watch just some, gen- and I, I find myself watching generic basketball this time of the year. Are the um, are the uh, Magic better? Yeah, because they I, beat the Celtics last night. Um, Snapped I, their nine game winning streak. The big story there was Jonathan Isaac returning finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a long time since he was out. Well, they do. They I will say this: they're not in any playoff. I don't points. know how much better they are, but they certainly have the Celtics number. They've beaten them. The Celtics have the best record. In the NBA, mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah, the best record in the NBA, mm-hmm. and the Magic have beaten them three times now. Wow. They beat them back-to-back a couple months ago, like literally Saturday night, Sunday night, or Friday night, Saturday night, and then mm-hmm. beat them again uh, last night. But to your point, they're still four and a half games. But getting Isaac back matters. They've got this dude, this Wagner kid, is emerging big time for the okay. Magic. All right. And, um, but no, they're not, you know, they're not on, Bancaro looks like he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, they're they're on the outside looking in at this point. Uh, NBA observation uh, from this guy: nobody plays defense anymore. Well, it's funny how the league goes in cycles, right? This is how it was when we were younger. It was yes. a high scoring league without a three point shot, by the way. And and then the nineties came along, and it just I mean, we would have rough games, and tumble. I mean, there were eighty eight to eighty five. Yes, yeah. there'd be games seventy one sixty eight. I yeah. mean, I I much prefer this. I, I don't play defense. It doesn't matter. It, it puts a premium, though, and you better have guys that can Shoot. score. Yeah. Right. Sacto scored 47 in the first quarter last Yeah, year. the Hawks had a 50-point quarter this year, It's and there have been the others. Knicks led the Hawks that. the other night at the half. It was 71 to 67 or yeah. something. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of games that, that play the Bucks out that scored way. scored a buck 50 last night. Well, Dan, I'll just tell you this. A buck 50, Pross. And by the way, Antetokounmpo only had 29. There's only one team in the NBA uh-huh. scoring... And allowing less than 110 points a game. Only one. Less than 110. Less than one. There's only one team in the league wow. that scores and allows less than 110. There are, should we know who that is? I think you should. I think you can still associate that style of play with this team. You associate defense with it's this a, guy? I think you always have associated defense with this team, except when they were winning their titles. But that's a hint. Hmm. This team won multiple titles when you did not focus at all on their defense. But I think the overall DNA of this franchise has been kind of grinded out defensive in nature. 
a team is the Heat. Okay. Is that a good description? Yeah. I think With LeBron true. and Dwayne, there wasn't defense. Right. But outside of that, their successful teams have been kind of uh, – they, they so They're the number one defense. They score 108.6. They allow 108.4. There are some teams that in one of those categories, but only a couple. There's one. The Cavs allow less than 110, 107.3. Who scores the most in the NBA? What team scores? I would most? say it's Sacramento without looking. Let me mm-hmm. see. Um, uh, let's see what we got. Sacramento 120. Mm-hmm. It's Sacramento. Oh, I feel good about my NBA current events quiz. Yeah, Sac- there's a lot of teams out there between. I mean, the Spurs give up 122 a game. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, the Kings are the only team at 120. And second is the Celtics at 118. But there's a lot from like 115 and up. Mm-hmm. Um, who allows the most in the league? I would start with my Hawks. I'm not even kidding. My Hawks give up 160. No, Detroit gives up 120. I think. And wow. Houston gives uh, San Antonio 122. It's worst. Yeah. So, yeah, the game definitely, it changes, man. The NBA just flo- it just it flows back and forth. Do you know what's today in baseball? Um, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame vote is today. Yeah, who's getting in? I've grinded, the buzz? I've grinded an awful lot on Dale Murphy through the years mm-hmm. uh, to the point that I've, I've – Kind of avoided a brave who's probably going to go in. Andrew and, Jones? Yeah, and I'm kind of conflicted here, Hick, because yeah. I know that Dale Murphy mm-hmm. was a more valuable, better player than Andrew Jones. Okay. Now, unlike Dale Murphy, Andrew Jones is going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's going to make it. He'll probably make If he doesn't make it this year, he'll make it soon. I think he might make I it this not, year. I am not... I think we got a lot of Hall of Very Goods going in this year. I mean, I hear not really Todd Helton, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Carlos Beltran, Jeff Kent. Really, the best player is the one who won't go in. Who's that? A-Rod. Yeah. You know, statistically and otherwise. Sheffield going in? He's a steroid guy. I mean, I don't know how you can put Gary Sheffield in and not the other steroid guys. This 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 yeah, double know, he, standard of like, of steroid guys is unbelievable, man. You know he hit his 500th home run as a member of the Mets. Gary Sheffield's good, brave too. He's yeah. on some good, brave teams. You have to have what 75 percent to get in, I believe. And right now there is a uh, there's a there's a a website Hall of, Baseball Hall of Fame Tracker bbhoftracker.com. It has already gotten some of the public ballots, and it's accumulated them. There's still 45% of the ballots unknown. You follow me? Yeah. So tracking the public, because I saw Dave O'Brien. It's a, a lot of them are, yeah, they, are releasing Yeah, a lot of them, them. release them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they show them. And of that, the only two players who would go in are do not reek of greatness, Todd Helton and Scott Rowland. Yeah, I don't get that. I would put Andrew Jones in above those guys. I would put Carlos Beltran in against, I would too. Uh, over both those guys. Again, there's 40. Is it? Is it is it? I'm off to ask Murph about this next week, but is it unfair or fair to factor in Todd Helton course field advantage? There's I think, no doubt. I think it should it. matter. Yeah. I think if you come from the Colorado system, you ought to look what the averages are there versus the rest of the okay. league and use that in your Todd Helton at home, three forty five. Yeah, Todd Helton on the road, two eighty seven. Two eighty seven gets you in the hall these days. They wouldn't have won. Two twenty-seven bombs at home, one forty-two away. He would not get in the hall. That's if it not wasn't a terrible for... split. Okay, but, but wait point. a minute. If he hit one forty-two and one forty-two, and he hit two eighty-seven, and maybe he hit a little bit higher at home because you're three hundred. 
that ain't a Hall of Fame career. That's so fair. therefore, you are giving him who did the they course field. One of those course field guys got in already, didn't they? Uh, 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 yeah, Dante, Walker. Yeah, um, yeah, Larry, yeah Walker. Larry Walker. Yeah, but he played other places. Yeah, I will say that I to did me the big cat get in. The big cat's not a Hall of Famer, is he? Andres Galarraga. No. He's not even. Uh, I don't think. Good. I don't think Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. There's I'm a sorry. bunch of guys here with zero percent, and they should be. I don't know how some of these guys. I mean, how's JJ Hardy end up on a ballot? I don't think Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. I don't either. He's a good player. He's now, a they, very good. Although player. I will say this, they yeah. say he's like out. Could be like second to Brooks Robinson in defense. That should matter. I'm not saying. I just he don't is. remember that. Do you? I, I do remember him being a great defender. I do. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that he's second or third to anyone. I don't know, but I do remember him being a great defender. I got a problem, though, with Helton and Rowland. I got to be honest. I think Andrew Jones and Beltron and Sheffield are all better. Billy Wagner had 422 saves. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't get in. Had only one season in which his ERA no. was higher than 285. It's another great Brave. Again, I, I value less these relievers. Billy I Wagner think it's pitched a... for the Braves? Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't we get Billy Wagner at the end of his career? I don't know. I don't know. He was a Met. Did we not get him for a half a half a season? Maybe not. I could be wrong. I may be. Oh, thinking he was with the Braves. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Twenty ten. Yeah, one year. That's a good memory. Seventy one games. Yeah. How, how about that? He was mostly an Astro. That's of course. Yeah. I'm not saying he played long, but I do remember he's a one time. One year. Yeah. yeah. Not even a whole year. Oh well. He, he no. played a few years for us. Yeah. Billy Wagner was good. It was good. I'll tell you who is gets this guy. And I don't know his numbers, Dan. I think sometimes with Hall of Fame, you got to go by feel, man. Yeah. Andy Pettit feels like a Hall of Famer to me. That dude in the World Series was, was gone. Is, is Andy Pettit not the winningest pitcher in postseason history? He might be. I think he might be, too. I, but not, my point is, like Murphy, he gets no run. Right. He's down at 17%. He'll never go in. Yeah. 19 playoff wins. Is that the most? Uh, most postseason innings pitched, 276, 19 wins, yes. I mean, if you lead all of postseason in wins and, and what was the other one? Innings? Innings. Shouldn't you be in? Mm. Doesn't that matter? Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, uh, also, by the way, he's got a 633 winning percentage, 19 and 11. All right. These are the guys behind Pettit in in career postseason wins. Mm-hmm. Um, retired players. And Verlander, by the way, is, he'll go in. But behind Pettit, John Smoltz, is he in the hall, Dan? Yes. Tom Glavin, is he in the hall? Yes. Greg Maddox, is he in the hall? Yes. I skipped Clemens because he's getting blackballed because of yeah. the steroids. The first guy retired. And by the way, the guys who aren't retired will go in. Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, both no-brainer Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. You got to go down to the, the guy who is just being so disrespected and treated unfairly. Kurt, Kurt Schilling. Schilling. Yeah. What a joke these guys are. You know that are. Kurt Schilling has... Has the most strikeouts in one postseason, 56. He pitched six games, 9, 9, 12, 8, 9, 9. It's gross that he's not in the Hall, yeah, and hall it's so obvious why. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer. No question. I'll give you a guy who's, uh, who, who shows up with a 714 winning percentage and 10 wins, Chris Carpenter. Yeah. He I'm, was, not, I'm not right. positioning him as a Hall of Famer. I'm just, but my point being um, – Andy Pettit leads all of those guys, Hall of Famers and great players. And the I don't fact, know if anybody will ever throw 276 innings. I just you I gotta don't be on a team that goes to the playoffs every year. You know, and then you come back. Well, you got to factor in his his career. He how many games do you think Andy Pettit won? Without looking, it was 200. 256. Yeah. How do you have 256? A career ERA in the in the American League of 385. 
He won a league championship MVP, won five World Series, and he's the number one postseason pitcher in history. How is that guy not in the hall, Hick? And not is he not in the hall. He's not even, like, considered. I don't get it. I just don't understand how that that is not a Hall of Fame resume. I mean, I I don't understand. We'll see what's trending when we return. It's Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday. All right, we're back, 9.33. Good morning, Jacksonville, hanging out here on the drill. Busy day. We had the debut of Brunch of the Tour, Lockett Law High School Report. No, before you blow, appreciate Lee Lockett. Had the Barstrom Trail girls in. A lot of Jaguar talk as well as we start to shake off the 2022 and start to look ahead to 2023. Uh, the fellas all go off now and take their final, uh, clean out their lockers. And it'll be a different team. That's what happens, man. You got 53 men. You'll have 18 new guys on this team next year. That's but the reality I, I, of the biz. I, enough returning that they will be very familiar. Their and enough core, returning their that core returns, which is great, and the coaches are back, which is great. And you have continuity, which I think Peterson did point out yesterday. If you look at the Chiefs, continuity. You look at the Eagles, continuity. You look at the um, uh, Bengals, continuity. I mean, there's continuity matters. So. Yeah, and to a degree, the Chiefs did lose Tyree Kill. You know, I mean, yeah, you're going to yeah, have yeah. some. You're going to get priced out of some guys along the way. Um. But it it sure I mean is is there any doubt to you that the Jags win the division next year, or is that too dangerous to say? Well, it's dangerous, but it's and the way they played at the end of the year, the way they won in the division, went four and two in the division, the way they swept uh, Tennessee, uh, the way they became much better at home. You know, I've said before, I really believe this, and again, a lot will happen between now and then, so it's not. You know, don't write it in stone. I think the Jags will, at worst, hit go four and two against the division and three and one against the NFC South. Now, I, I could be totally wrong. Things change from year to year, but where this team is on the growth curve, how hungry they are and are going to be for these next few years, how much their young quarterback is going to continue to improve, and then adding some pieces that they're going to add without losing pieces that really hit you. Look, when you use when you lose Jalen Ramsey and Unique Ngakwe, you're losing major impact players. You're not losing those kind of players right. this year, even though you will be losing some guys. Well, I got some exciting news before we get to trending, oh. if you'll allow me quickly. Okay. Uh, or you can make this number five if you'd like, because this is terrific. Oh, well, the music has begun. Yes. Uh, the top five this morning is brought to you by Pet Paradise. I mean, really, they should just bring you the top one, because that's what they are. Your top choice for all your pet uh, service providing needs of the official pet service provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, check them out right now at PetParadise.com and you can experience wacky camp days for till the end of February. That's that's just a great day to get your uh, best friend away for a fun day at camp at Pet Paradise. Number five. Thank you, E. Oscar nominations are out. Uh-huh. And I, breaking news, have seen two of the ten for best this, picture. This is big because we usually have I seen, have seen two you know of why? the ten. It's because we finally started watching a lot more streaming. Well, no. Did you see any of these at the theater? Yes. Oh, my and, God. So, Top Gun. And it better win. I saw Top Gun. I it thought, damn well better yeah. win. Here's what I did. Here's the risk you take when you wait uh-huh. until way after the yeah. rush to see the movie. Yeah. It's it's not as good as what it was built up to be. Yeah. I still haven't and, seen it. And man. It, was, it was good. Have you seen the first one, though? No. No. It was good. Well, that was your assignment. Yeah, we did give you that assignment early in your career I, here. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get it done. Yeah. I... It, I'm not gonna be the. I'm not gonna be that guy. It was good. I didn't think it was like. Here we go. Great. I didn't think it was best great. pictures. All quiet on the Western Front. I've heard of that. Never heard That's of a, it. It's a remake of. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm gonna see if I can. Do you th- will I top your two or no? 
I don't think Will so. Will we tie? Will I get your second one? Did I see your second one? Because I did see, finally, I saw Top Gun. But, heck, I did that in the last two weeks, Sick. I think you might. Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah, I've not seen it. I never saw the first Avatar. Me either. Yeah. The Too Banshees old. of Irishman. These are a lot of these movies are out right now. They're out right now. Yeah, I haven't. I, that one doesn't appeal to me. This is the other one I've seen. Uh-huh. Elvis. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Elvis was good. I will say this. These are more mainstream movies than some of the ones. Right. This one, I've I've heard of all, a lot of them. Here's the deal, Hick. Yeah. I will say, though, the reason these registers, because we now are on that Netflix and Hulu and Prime yeah. and scanning all the movies. Even if you don't watch them, you've heard of them. Because I've seen this one pop up a lot, and I haven't watched all everything right. everywhere all at once. That's another one that's out right now. I haven't seen it. The Fablemans. Another one outright. That's the Spielberg yeah. you know, mockument, documentary kind of uh, uh, drama. Drama. T-R? T-R? Tar, yeah. That's a, that's, yeah. That's that, an apostrophe. Though. That's a, yeah, I know. That's the girl, the, uh, one of the, one of the hot actresses. Triangle of Sadness. No. Women Talking. No. Women Talking. That would be a good one to watch, huh? Yeah, I'm going to take a pass on that one. I live that one, baby. Um, but yeah, so there you that's have it. it. Those are the 10. Those are the 10. And I've only seen one. I will predict I'll probably end up, there's two or three on there that I almost pulled the trigger on. Yeah. A couple of them is because when I see that two hour, 20 minute runtime, man, I run, I run for the hills. Best motion pictures of the year are out. All right, E, take it away. Number four, a 23 year old Chihuahua mix named Spike. What up, Spike? Was recently named or awarded the title of the world's oldest living dog. Yes, sir. I, and that's, that's, that's. Strange because Chihuahuas. No I wonder tourists. if our friend Jordan DeArmond owns Spike. She's owned some ugly dogs and Chihuahuas. Oh no, for a bunch of Chihuahuas. Yeah. Uh, chihuahuas are notoriously uh, have a short lifespan. I was oh. looking at that, and you think of little dogs as living a long time, but I saw Chihuahuas. Maybe because they're so little, their lifespan is down because like they get stepped on and okay. you know eaten by other dogs. But their lifespan <laughs> is actually short. So that's hey, he he really beat the odds. Spike did good job. Spike. Good job Spike. Chihuahuas. Uh, we had a Chihuahua mix at one point of my mm-hmm. parenting career. Te- no, Bentley is uh, not any Chihuahua. Bentley's Bis- still going Bis- strong. Bentley's going way too strong, man. Bentley's <laughs> like 15 years old. Bentley. He acts like he's four, dude. It's just crazy. Okay. Um, and I try. I mean, I try to be nice and change the relationship. It's just not going to change. <laughs> he doesn't mind. A dog that doesn't mind is a worthless yeah. animal. It just is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, a Houston woman. <laughs> She pled guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, this is just not right. For stealing a $1 million scratch off that her cousin won. Oof. She stole it from a cousin? She stole it from a cousin. But not I, only did she steal it, she tried cash She it. cashed it for the lump sum of 500K. Did she, they gave her the cash? Oh, they gave it to her, but she got arrested. So, but did so. she, so did, I mean, how much did she, did the, did the cuz who won actually lose any of her money? Uh, that was not in say. the article. However, hopefully they caught it. Man, what kind of dysfunctional family is that? That ain't cool, like? dog. <laughs> that ain't no. cool. You know, I was going to give you ten grand as, right. a, as a parting gift, but now you ain't getting anything, and you're going to jail. And you're going to jail. Good luck with that. Number two. My big homie LeBron was in the news. What do you do now? Well, not his, like, oh, what do you do now? Just well, his son, Bronny, Bronny James. They narrowed it to three, didn't he? They narrowed it to three. What, what do we, we got? got? It was Oregon... Um, it was, was it like Washington, maybe? No. It was Oregon was one of them. Oregon was one of them. Uh, there, uh, there was like USC, maybe? USC. Okay, and then the other, Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. yep. And Which I, uh, LeBron has always been partial to Ohio State being from Cleveland, or Akron. Number one. Oh, man. See, this is the hottest story in America brought to you by Pet Paradise <laughs> in today's top five. And this is not the first time we brought this up. So, gentlemen, if I tell you, if I say checks over stripes, do you know what that means in the streets? 
Checks over stripes. I do not know what checks over stripes Deno? means. No, sir. Nike over Adidas. Okay. Ah, okay. Checks over stripes. Okay. Checks over stripes. Okay. Well, Larsa Pippen. Oh. <laughs> Larsa Pippen posted a picture on Instagram. Is that what she said? Yes, with her boyfriend. Yes. Marcus Jordan. Michael Jordan's son. son. For those of you who don't know how convoluted this is, <laughs> Scotty Pippen's this is so wrong. ex-wife yes. is, let's just say, banging it out with yes. Michael Jordan's son. Yes. And Jordan and Pippen have kind of a, you know. And Marcus is like 30 and Lars is like 50. Four, she's yeah. 48, yeah. I believe. He's yeah. about 30 She's a cougar. Yeah. She's a cougar I mean, is what she is, huh? She's a good-looking yeah, cougar. She is a good-looking mm-hmm. woman. She is. But surgery she's is also pretty pretty nasty and naughty, apparently. <laughs> she's a dirty girl. She's a dirty girl. Yeah. She, she posted a picture the on Instagram. The world needs dirty girls. It, it I, listen, bro, I mean, whatever. Each the, his own. Hey, to each his yeah. own, man. You know, dirty girls, you know, yeah. they have a role in this world. What do you think Juanita's saying? Juanita's saying, um, <laughs> what, what the hell? What, what, you know what Juanita's saying? What? That she married a dirty boy. <laughs> she did marry a dirty boy. There's probably boy. more of them than the other, to be honest with you. All right, that's what's trending. Right about Pet Paradise. Uh, we'll introduce you to Jaguars today here on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. The Drill. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, so in the course of just kind of digesting the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony, as you get uh, in here and ready for Jaguars today, you know, it kind of dawned on me, this this dawned on me. When you look on what this team needs and the steps that it's going to have to take to, to move up on the, the ladder, the hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this. This, this. this stat and this fact sums up what a disaster one certain area of this franchise has been and it continues to be. It's been this way forever. But in the last five drafts, we have spent four first-round picks on defensive linemen. And those four first-round picks over the last five drafts combined to give us 12 sacks last year. Uh, they had a big impact on Saturday night, didn't they? Right, zero. You know, And, yeah, that's when you needed them desperately to show up. You got a backup in the game, and now you have a hobbled Patrick Mahomes and still just not able to affect the other quarterback. If we enough. changed... Everything else is the same. If we traded defensive lines with the Chiefs, we win the game the other night. I believe that. And if you look ahead to free agency, which we all finally can, uh, yeah. right? Uh, Do we have the money to spend? They can don't they have make enough that money happen? to get the top of the market right. guy, which is probably going to be Marcus Davenport. But they're not going to be spending the, they're saying, like $20 million a year to get him. And honestly, Arden Key may be one of the top five guys available in free agency. And you know what? I mean, with all due respect to Arden Key and the impact that he was able to do, he's a four-and-a-half sack guy. That's not what I'm talking about. That ain't going to be a difference maker. Yeah, you got to find somebody in the draft. Right. Which and, is and, where they haven't had success right. doing it. By the way, in fairness to Balky or Caldwell, or this isn't a currency problem. This is a franchise problem. In 28 years, we've had nine Double-digit sack seasons. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Only seven guys have done it. The Eagles had four this year. Yeah. So that it's we got to find somehow the answer to that franchise-long problem. And no matter and we've tried every way, haven't we? Well, and maybe next year they can play with a few leads as opposed to always being the It'll team help. coming from behind. And It'll help. That'll help that a little bit. It'll help some. So anyway, all right. Uh, Jaguars is coming up next. What do you guys got cooking today? Uh, we got logs in today. So one we'll be final check the, the tape. tape. Yeah, we're yeah, checking the tape. Been a while since we checked the loss, hasn't yeah. it? It has. It's been a while since the Detroit game. It's the last time we God, checked the loss. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. What a, what a thrilling uh, conclusion to the season um, 
you know, that that broad. And you know what? We'll we'll focus in on these uh, conference championships and the Super Bowl. But the one you know advantage to playing deeper into the year is we're a lot closer on the NFL calendar. The stuff that's going to matter for us, right? No doubt. Yeah. Well, we know it. The combine will be here, and then it'll be free agency, and you know we'll blink. And where's the draft this year? Do we know? Uh, Where do we decide? I mean, we move it around, though, don't we? Yeah. I've, I don't I don't know either. They went back to – they were supposed to do Vegas in 2020, right? And then they changed it to, 20, to, to last, till last year. To last yeah. year. They moved. Is it L.A. maybe? No, I, I don't think Or is that the so. year that they took Vegas's – did L.A. take Vegas's spot in the year that they were going to do it? I, I don't say somewhere in the middle of the country, but I can't remember yeah. where. E.T., what do you got for me Kansas in there, bro? Kansas City. Kansas City, right? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Rich get richer. All right, uh, Jaguars uh, today is coming up next. You've been locked into the drill. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday.